fisted toward right. Look at that ball carry. Jenna Von Orr. That's who does it. Jenna what? It's a girl from Blossom? It's a Blossom joke. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Yeah, Yeah, pretty good, huh? Timely. I got nothing but timely jokes. (laughs) I managed to. Got some Archie Bunker stuff, too. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Uh, You can't avoid her. She's a big gal now. Punky Brewster? She's divorced. Just read that. What? So you got a chance there, Mike. Wait, you mean Punky Bialik? No, not no, Punky. Soleim, Soleim. Oh. Yeah, my M. Ballot. Oh, I thought you... Punky, Punky Brewster is... Muxa. Yeah, she's top-heavy. Um, my M. Bialik, Point. didn't she go very, like... Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Yeah, uh, she's incredibly uh, granola. Yeah. Okay, Weird. yes, yeah. It yeah. like, keeps keeps her babies attached to her like, like leeches. Like the little leeches they are. Mm. That's gross. Yeah. I'm not, um, drinking, I'm not drinking beer this time. I had a headache after the podcast last time. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Maybe it was a half gallon of beer you drank. I drank a lot of beer during that. Dude, I, had a, I have a headache during every podcast we do. <laughs> like in five minutes into it. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on getting unbanned from Twitter, Dolan. Oh, yeah. Well, I've talked about that. It was, that's a, it was an emotional week. Let's go really? on. Go on. Because you tweet more than anyone I follow. I guess last Thursday, I guess um, there was a lot of a lot of spam on the on the Twitter that day. Yeah, the like spam, spam was that spam was, was thick. Everybody was getting it, and it was um, I was getting a lot of um, hey, do you want to share naked photos? And you know, I'm up for that. And so because <laughs> you always I, know you're getting the better end of the deal. <laughs> so I replied, sure, and then I put a link to the naked Steve Stone Playgirl picture. I'm used pretty much only myself, which is you know, pretty much my aim with that. And then I went on and tweeted, you know, like normal. Um, and then, no, it must have been Friday. And then Saturday, I couldn't get it into Twitter. I was trying to check it, and it wasn't working. And what the hell's going on? And I'd been banned from Suspended. I hadn't been, I'd been suspended. And there's this whole weird automated process you have to go through. You have to... Um, Basically, beg them to let you back and tell them, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you're supposed to read about about actions that could get you banned. You have to go through a Turing test to make sure you're not a bot. Anybody? Turing test? No. Oh yeah, okay. we know what they're. Yeah, go on. Yeah. We just, just don't acknowledge your geek jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's better than a Genovanoi joke. Huh? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I got both of them. What's wrong with me is the problem. So anyway, I, yeah, ooh, look I was at. Gotta say, look at. Look, look at Louis Valbuena. Turn a mirror He's throwing the leather over there. Woo. Anyway, um, I think it no, it must have been Thursday night. I made the Steve, the naked Steve Stone tweet. Friday, I got suspended, and that was a long weekend in the wilderness um, where I had to go to my backup Twitter account, which was Tao of Santa, which I hadn't used in a long time. It only had like 100 tweets on it. But the interesting thing was when I went back to that account, I could see Al's tweets because he'd never banned that. David Haw, I could see his again. 
Bill Simmons. I can see Bill Simmons tweets again because he's also banning me. Dan Burstein banned me, which I forgot, and I got to play fucking crossword bullshit with him for a weekend, which was great. I, I actually think I banned Dan Bernstein. <laughs> I should have preemptively done that. Um, so anyway, I wasn't sure when I was going to get it back. So I actually changed Talisano to underscore Decipio because there's some scientist guy, Louis Decipio, who has the real Decipio one. Um, and I had like 130 followers. It was like the old days. It was great. <laughs> and um, I tweeted out. I made fun of uh, one. Of, I made fun of one of Al's columns, and he immediately banned me. How, <laughs> how would he have even looked at that and said, "Oh, I bet I've never." Of course, you've banned me. You don't need to ban me again. I still. I can still tweet him whenever I want. That's the ridiculous thing about the ban. It, it, it doesn't stop people from tweeting me. Right. Um, but anyway, um, yesterday... Where'd that come from? Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's sound of the Baskervilles. I can't believe that that picks up on the microphone, because like, it's not even that loud for me, but they're they're beagles. Yeah. Now uh, the, the, your mic is tuned right yeah. to that specific. So my, my brain is hardwired to hear them whenever they're loud. Yeah. So anyway, it's, at some point on um, yesterday, my Twitter account was reinstated, and all was right with the world. And it was just in time because Al had written the single dumbest column he's ever written, which is saying something. No, that's that's a, a feat. And I made fun of it, and then I got to tweet it out. So that was very exciting. Well, welcome back. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, Freaking Carlos Beltran just hit a home run, so. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. He'll probably blow out his groin running around third. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's been, what, two weeks? Has it been two weeks? Yeah, again? it's about two weeks, give yeah. or take. Yeah, we're back on schedule now. Yeah. After, it's uh, Tuesday, May, June, oh my God, June 18th. Jesus. Days are flying by. Wondering, yeah, we're almost like real summer, like summer proper. Well, it was 110 here a week ago, so I think I'm already into Jeez. summer. Although today, yeah, the last like it hit 110 and then it went straight down to like 80, and now we're talking about the weather. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any sewage in your clubhouse? <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> Oakland, they got they had to cancel games because there was poop all over the place, right? <laughs> like, how could they? How sounds could like they Oakland, tell? to be honest. Yeah, with how could they tell? Like is the question. Yeah. Sounds like the Cub bullpen. Ah. Good segue, Dolan. Let's talk about Carlos Marmol losing his closer job for the hundredth time of his career. But he didn't really have it back. That's what I thought was confusing. He, he just got to use it for a day because the Mongoloid had pitched four days in a row, and they were worried his arm would fall off before they could trade him. Yeah. Best nickname ever. <laughs> that, that, I thought that that was a little bit bizarre, too, when I read that. And then I realized that not only have I not really been watching the Cubs that much, but I didn't imagine them having a lead in the ninth inning hmm. when I wasn't watching. So I was like, eh, well, you, do you really you have saw, an opportunity? Did you see the play that the Mets gave the Cubs two runs on, where everybody <laughs> threw the ball over everybody's head? Yeah. They almost gave, yeah, they almost, uh, they almost gave Soriano a four base error yeah. thing, whatever. It's like if he had been, if he, if it had been young Soriano, like, like age twenty five Soriano, he probably would have scored on that play. <laughs> Especially but, uh, since he was in Japan. 
I think at that time, and the bases were a lot shorter. Base paths. And they run... Because it's oh, metric. It's, all, it's Australia, right, where they run the other way? Yeah, yeah, they run the other way. <laughs> and instead of a catcher, they just have, like, a post behind where the batter stands. Yeah. Now, now, now you're thinking of cricket, so... Is that it? Yeah. I, I can't make heads or tails out of cricket the few times I've tried to watch it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> First of all, how many times have you tried to watch cricket? It's on Xbox. Uh, you can watch it on Xbox Live or whatever. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, this is another defense of Microsoft. You're the person, the reason that the new Xbox can only do TV things. Because, like, some <laughs> fucking guy is watching cricket. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have cable. You don't have cable TV, so you're watching cricket on your Xbox Live. Guilty. What's wrong with you? No, this was, like... Can you tweet that out so Three we can years? use that as defending your tweet? Sure, I'll tweet it out right now. This <laughs> Watching is, cricket like, on my XBL. <laughs> it was like 2008. Come on. Twitter was around then. You can yeah, no, it was when uh, when the ESPN uh, app first came around or was first there. That was like literally the only thing they were streaming. That and Australian <laughs> rules football. Good use of that app for them. <laughs> Yeah, I watch like 20 minutes of it, which in cricket is like nothing because the matches last like six days. Yeah, I've gone for days. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like Cubs games go on for days. Yeah, well. It's one, it's one really long bad game. They've been playing for 105 <laughs> years. Speaking of, doesn't it seem like there have been 5, a... 5,000 thinning. Doesn't it seem like there's been a disproportionate number of crazily long games this year so far? It sure seems like it. Like Wasn't there's there, been several there were, over there were, 15. There were like yeah, there were two 20 inning or not 20, but there were like two 15 plus inning games on the same day. And I think yeah, there was an 18 and a 20, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Was, and no no hitters yet, right? Um, no, nope, yet. Harvey got close today, but not that close. He got to the seventh. Huh. So. He got close earlier this year too. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's gonna get a couple before he's done. Like, I went out on that same limb with Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I landed on my shoulder and I needed. Kerry almost had two. Yeah, yeah. He, he technically the, had one. The yeah. twenty strikeout game, friggin', yeah. and then he had one against the Brewers where Mark Loretta got the only hit, and that was back yeah. in the good old days when I used to do game cast, and I predicted it before the game cast. I was like, at 120, Kerry's going to no-hit the Brewers. And he gave up. He didn't give up a hit till the eighth inning. So you didn't. So you really didn't predict it. Christ. I also <laughs> predicted that he would uh, get hit by an asteroid and his arm would fall off. And that <laughs> happened. <laughs> you should have said, at 120, Kerry Wood is going to one-hit the Brewers. How many one-hitters did he have? Because he one-hit the Marlins in 2003. But he had, he had a couple, I think. Three? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I could look it up, but I don't want to. Why bother? Um, it just <laughs> it just makes you sad, really. Okay, Warren, it's time for you to tell your story about why the podcast started late. <laughs> oh, the podcast started late. It's not a, not much of a story. Uh, the podcast started late because I was locked out of my house, um, but not for any like uh, interesting white trash reason. Like my stuff wasn't out on the front lawn or anything. But uh, but there were, were there were a bunch of villagers with torches. Yeah. Yeah, villages with torches. That's normal, though. I mean, we did. You know, this is downtown. Downtown Sacramento is a pretty rough neighborhood. Some people. Um, have, some people have those solar lights that line the sidewalk. 
Warren just uses the guys with torches. <laughs> like, hey, Jim. Hey, Bob. How's it going? <laughs> Still got the torches, I see. <laughs> we're going to start calling you Gulliver. <laughs> yeah, so um, I put my key in the lock, and I'm going to avoid using any kind of double entendre there. And um, we're good because we're throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> And it just spun. It just kept, it did this. It just spun. And it was still locked and the doorknob wouldn't turn. And so then I kind of jim fished around in there as I want to do. Um, and it uh, just, it wasn't going to work. And so then I called up my landlord. He, he, so we, we rent the first floor of like a, a house that was built in like 1860 or something like that. And he usually lives on the second floor, but he got a job in, San Francisco, so he's not even here most of the most of the day or most of the week. So I called him up. I'm like, "Well, I'm going to get into my house one way or another." And I just wanted to warn you here. <laughs> he's like, "Well, okay, go for it." And so I've always wanted to do this. You know, I've always wanted to like do the full SWAT thing, knock down the door and everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. I was like, I really did. He, his first thing that what he told me, he's like, "Well, have you ever tried the thing with the?" credit card and you know you could kind of slide it in there and I'm like oh yeah 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 I'll try that don't worry about it it's like, I didn't know I didn't even... then, well that would that doesn't work for deadbolts that's yeah. that never ever worked for a deadbolt no. no it doesn't didn't even try you know um, but it wasn't the deadbolt it was it was the, the deadbolt wasn't locked it was just the handle of the door so in theory I guess it would work with yeah. this. at any rate it was pretty it was pretty What's the word I'm looking for? Anticlimactic. You know, I kind of put my shoulder into it, and the thing just popped and flew open. Your shoulder? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, like David DeJesus. Like, oh! <laughs> so another news I'm going to the... Does this look right to you? I don't... Yeah. No, it, it got me thinking, though. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> it's like, I got a lot of stuff worth stealing in here. <laughs> yeah, what's your address? Yeah. And just for people who might want to know. Yeah, 1600. The front door is broken. He doesn't have a TV, though. And the only thing on it is. <laughs> There's no TV. The only thing his Xbox can do is play cricket. So I don't think there's <laughs> that much worth. There's not that much worth actually taking. Uh, I've from. actually got. Let's see if I can actually. Ah, give me a little tour. All right. Oh, there's. See, oh, there's dear. Yeah, see your yeah. cross. There we go. There's my TV. It's not. Why is it not? Okay. Well, you can't even see it behind that shitty lamp that's not even I plugged can't. in there. It's a 52 reflecting. inch. It's pretty nice. There's my uh, there's my tools, which there's my motorcycle helmet, and that's the entirety of my house. It's one 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 bedroom, one really long like 20 foot long room, and that's it. You drive a motorcycle? Uh, I ride a motorcycle. Yes. Oh, I have another oh story about that. Oh my god! Yeah. Do your feet just drag along the ground as you're trying no, to? No, it's a big, <laughs> big ass. Uh, it's a R1100. It's a big uh, XCHD it's a, BMW. It's a car, but he straddles it. Kudos, kudos. That, that's that's not the first time I've heard that. Actually. <laughs> no, when my the first time my brother saw it, like he came over to my house to see it, and it's like. It, 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 it's a big ass bike. It's about as big as it's it's about as big as you can get without getting a full on Goldwing. And like he saw it and he's like, Jesus Christ, that's not a it's not a motorcycle. That's a Geo Metro with a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
But yeah, that, uh, that 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 also happened this afternoon. Like I went to put it up on the kickstand, and then the kickstand broke, and the thing dumped over. So my bike was on its side. Briefly. You're on a you're on a swath of destruction. I am cutting on a, a swath of destruction <laughs> through the. You're gonna you're, you're, if this podcast goes down, I know who to blame. Yeah, yeah. Warren just leaned on it. Like, <laughs> I had to pick up all 750 pounds of the bike off the ground. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, you just all you do is you kind of lean up underneath it and use your legs. You just, I mean, it's, in reality, it's probably like a hundred pounds worth of pressure that's needed to get it back up. But the, for you, it took you forty minutes to get underneath it. it? <laughs> Whoa! There's someone in my window. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Yeah. So, so that's what's been exciting for me, uh, having to deal with bikes on their sides and doors that won't open. Man. Dolan, what's new for you? Did you have to break in any? Domiciles this week? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Back, to Back to you. Back to you, Warren. That's why he's the best. Not he's not the best of business for nothing. <laughs> um, well, you. I mean, you did have. You were locked out of your Twitter. I had account. to break into Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it was very dramatic. I was the only one who was not locked out of anything near and dear to me. I suppose. Hmm. Hmm. That was last time when you were in divorce court, right? Yeah. No, I, I said near and dear to me. Oh. <laughs> Soul-sucking and awful. Um, no, I had I got, I got had an interloper, though, for the past two months. I had my ex. <laughs> my ex had, uh, had gotten, when we had the great storm of April, you guys wouldn't know about this, but in Chicago we got about, a lot of flood water in mid-April. Her building got evacuated, so she had to stay with me with her cat for two months, and so she had to. She moved back to her apartment this past weekend, so it was. I got attached to that cat. It was cool. <laughs> so was what, my, what did the beagles think of the cat? You know, they we had lived together for a, for a while before, so they were. He it was the cat adjusted pretty well. Um, they were happy to see him back, and then probably just equally happy to see him go. They just like change. They really just like change. Yeah. Oh, I got a story. Excellent. I'll, you know what? I'll save it for the video game segment. Never mind. Well, well. <laughs> well apparently we're not going to be talking about baseball. Because... No, I got a, I got a fame story. It's exciting. Um, all right, let's talk. Okay, so we were uh, briefly discussing pre-air about this trumped-up controversy between... I don't even know if it's a trumped-up controversy. It's just all the headlines make you think it's a controversy between Dale Swaim and Matt Garza... Where Garza says that it was uh, Deanna Navarro that gave him his great success this past weekend. And Dale Swaim says, no, it's not. It's you, Matt Garza. The secret was inside you the entire time. <laughs> it was like the stupidest, like all these, all the, I didn't even bother reading the story until right before we went on air. Because, but it looked like it was going to be some, like Garza was saying, oh, it's the pitching that's doing everything. And Swaim was going to say, hey, our hitting is coming through sometimes too. And I thought it was actually going to be a controversy, but it was more like Dale Swaim teaching Dumbo that he just had that the feather was not what made him fly. Right. <laughs> uh, having Dale Swaim and Dumbo in the same sentence, I don't. Yeah, it's pretty redundant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was the Mets. That might have been why he pitched well, because they're fucking awful. Um. But. On, I was reading a post game on, I assume it was MLB.com, of Sunday's game, and they were talking about how 
Marmol had surrendered a couple homers. And then it said, but the Cubs went on to win anyhow. And I had to look back. I was like, I had to go back and check because they didn't, right? They no, they did. They, no, they lost. That was that right. was a bad, that was a, probably the worst loss of. Yeah, and I was like, looking, and I'm like, went back and re- reread it. I was like, maybe they just meant they went on to uh, win the series or something. But no, no, no. It was they said that they went on to win the game despite the two home runs that he surrendered in the ninth inning. And I was like, I don't think that's accurate reporting right there. Yeah. Maybe that just got filed before the game actually ended. They just assumed the best. Let's <laughs> go back and win this one. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But obviously, to write that part of the story, they had to have seen the walk-off home run, and didn't they think it was suspicious <laughs> that the Mets just decided to stop taking that bat? Everybody left. Yeah, yeah. They all just jumped around on home plate, and then everyone uh, just went home. Wait, 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 wait. Which which sports writer was this? I, I you know, I was think it Phil. Was, I don't think it was. I don't even think it was Kerry, because um, but I think it was on MLB.com or Cubs.com, oh. but it was like the national MLB.com. Oh yeah. No. I don't know. I, don't, well, I can't. The outcome can't. isn't that important, really. <laughs> Why would you need to get that right? right. Oh, dude! I actually have a story about this. I was the uh, sports intern for the local paper in Redding, California, and uh, it was my first month on the job as a sports intern. And in Reading, because it's out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt and they're all just a bunch of toothless hicks, the, the biggest thing in, you know, the, the region is not NH, NHL, obviously. Not NFL, not Major League Baseball. It's high school sports. That is the biggest thing. And the biggest rivalry is, I don't even know, two two high schools and I had a like a 104 degree fever when I showed up to work one night and I was seeing stars and I'm sitting there thinking Jesus I shouldn't even be here but I don't want to I was living about 45 minutes out of out of town at the time and it was I worked the seven to midnight shift and I didn't even want to drive but all of a sudden all the calls start coming in from it's like Saturday night or Friday night or whenever they play the high school basketball games and and so like I happen to take the call from this big game whatever the biggest game is 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 or was and I got it wrong like they actually printed it in the paper the next day the the wrong score because I uh, I, I yeah and it wasn't. It was short. It wasn't. It wasn't too long after that that I that I uh, decided sports sports reporting probably wasn't my uh, probably wasn't my thing. But yeah, I heard about that like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I feel like that that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I didn't even realize anything was wrong until I showed up for work like the next day or whatever and then like everybody in the entire place is staring at me and I'm like hey guys what's up did they boo you when you walked into the newsroom <laughs> they probably should hiss. have hiss yeah and they were they were awful they were just awful people did you make a big scene about it and then walk out with like a goldfish and a secretary nope Start your own. Start your own sports writing business. <laughs> I'll start my own paper. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the editor of the school paper. I was actually kind um, of disappointed when I realized that college paper doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> do we have a? Uh, 
Uh, anything, any Cubs stuff? Um, other than the fact that they're playing the Cardinals and that Winning. no one cares about that rivalry anymore? Because now, like, it's Cardinals-Reds is the big thing to, to the big to-do now, right? Yeah, no I don't. I don't buy that. I I work with a Cardinals fan, and he 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 loves letting me know that uh, <laughs> that I'm that I'm on the short end of that but, stick. Well, yeah, but if if you work, the Mima is a good guy. kisser. Is that what he wants to let you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you work with it, you mean pop pop. Um, but if you work with him, <laughs> just the fact that you call it that makes me know you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> if you work, nice drop in, Dolan. Um, if you worked with a White Sox fan, they would tell you the same shit, and there's no such thing as a Cubs-White Sox rivalry, really. Yeah, yeah. It's just them being stupid. Do they still have the best record in baseball? I suppose so, since they won last night. Boo. Probably. I don't know. I don't think those wins over the Cubs even count. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a, I've got a Cub thing, but first... Go. I, I meant to do this in the last podcast, but apparently I got too drunk, so I missed it. <laughs> I occasionally I'll send out a tweet and I'll think, oh, this is gold. This is going to get retweeted. This is going to make me famous. This one's so funny. It's gonna... And they never get retweeted. It's always the lamest joke that I make. No. No. They get retweeted yeah. like a million times. But you remember when a few weeks ago, Dr. Lewis Yoakum died? Yeah. Remember him? Yep. Here was my tweet. And I thought this was very poor taste, but funny. <laughs> I put, sad to report that Dr. Yoakum's attempt to surgically replace his cancerous liver with a tendon from his wrist was unsuccessful. <laughs> That's not a good Tommy John joke? You tweeted way better than that, though. But I like that one. I thought, oh, people are going to like this. You always like the ones that aren't, like, your best. That one. <laughs> you always complain about that, too. It's a thinker. It's a doodler there. You've got to think. you gotta, you got to be able to put two things together. You've definitely made me laugh out loud multiple times reading your thousands and thousands of tweets. And I feel like, you know, if you're hitting one out of every two or three hundred, that's pretty good. 18,565. That's amazing. Jesus. Oh, that's nothing. What Slakey is. Oh, that... he tweets constantly. Uh, I'm only at, well, I guess I'm at 9,051, but I've, yeah. And I think it's Slacky. Slacky. He's a very funny follow, though, too. Who is this? I don't know this. He's a. Uh, uh, I probably shouldn't say his full name just in case, but he's a. Uh, well, his Twitter handle is Slacking. Andrew Sizlak, so oh, I would that's... guess that that oh. he's first. His full name. Oh, probably okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Andrew Sizlak then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Slacky. He has what, two. He has two Twitter accounts. He's got one where he only tweets about soccer. What? He What's does? that one? Um, I don't know. Footy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was like a weird sex one. <laughs> Well, yeah, sex and soccer. What's the difference? Yeah. My uh, cup thing. I've played I'm, one. I'm going to write an actual... It's called The Beautiful Sport. It's, uh, it's, um, bullshit. My cup thing, which I'm going to write a column about one of these days, is about Matt Garza, not about him and Dale having a... You're the best. No, I mean, you're yeah. the best argument. Um, it's people are start already starting to wonder. Well, he's starting to well, should the Cubs trade him or should they keep him? Because they're going to need him when they get really good. Here's no. the thing: <laughs> <laughs> they need to trade him like now, like today right. would be good. Trade him before that arm falls off again. But for the best reason is if he stays healthy the rest of the year, he's gonna go. He's gonna want to be a free agent, even if he wants to come back to the Cubs. 
he's he's never been on the market and he's going to want to go on the market. So there's no reason not to trade him in July and get something for him because if you want him, he's going to be there for you. And you can let somebody else worry about him in August and September and, God forbid, October. And if he proves that he's healthy and you want to bring him back, then you could just go give him the money because there's no, there's no advantage to keeping him. He's not going to all of a sudden sign an extension and stay. And you can take a longer look at him and let, let him be somebody else's problem. So all this hand-wringing about should they trade him is bullshit. Of course they're going to trade him. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, unless they could get a hometown discount, which – like you said, I don't not, see that. Why would he? That. Why would he possibly give any kind of a discount? You know. Uh, I mean, I guess the only way he would is if he knows his arm is fucked up, and then you probably yeah. don't want that discount. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. If he hits the market, I mean, he's going to make. Well, how much is Annabelle Sanchez making? Probably ten percent less than that. He's making whatever the Cubs try to give him, plus ten million. Yeah, why isn't I everyone? I think they offered him what eighty million or something, right? I think everyone needs to be more worried about Samarja hitting the market than Matt Garza because I'd much yeah. rather have Samarja in a Cub uniform for the next five years than oh, Garza. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you get the feeling he wants to leave? Samarja? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Because he is one ugly-ass dude, and I think he finally realized <laughs> outside of Hobart there are some good-looking women that will sleep with some ugly-looking rich baseball players. And... Man, I I I could yeah. see Bolton for a West Coast team. Not that Chicago doesn't have a lot of gorgeous women in it, but I think that Samarja would like to move further than a hundred miles away from his hometown. But I would hope if they get him locked well, up that he a... responds to it as well as Starlin and Anthony Rizzo have. <laughs> oh, I'd like to lock those guys up <laughs> in a safe and throw them into the ocean. I tweeted about Rizzo yesterday, and people took it the wrong way because that's what the internet is for. Um, he had that play where Valbuena made a nice play, of course. Oh, yeah. And then the throw, Rizzo should have dug it out, and he didn't. And then he threw the ball over the catcher's head, and then Molina tried to score, and then he should have been out, and he was safe, whatever. And I said, so he made two errors on one play, and he's hitting 240. That's the kind of shit that they boo Castro for, but nobody says anything. About Rizzo, and it wasn't it wasn't me saying everybody should boo Rizzo. It's why the fuck are they still so irrationally mad? It's everything Starlin does. Because I just, I, he's I'll not, never understand. Not quite white enough. Yeah, he's Latin. Well, Duh. that's exactly right. Well, and to be fair, he does rape girls while they're unconscious. Well, <laughs> he, I'm, least, not saying, I'm not saying well, that Rizzo, I'm not without, that Rizzo doesn't. I'm not saying that Rizzo doesn't. But throw but the first the stone. Show. That oh god! No Rape one isn't funny, guys. Rape isn't funny. No one Maybe it's just that one of them makes sure they don't wake up. <laughs> he is Italian, apparently. He has connections, I'm sure. He's a little more thorough. He went to Italy zero times in his life, right? Right, but he's played for their uh, international team. He's probably made some connections there. Screech! <laughs> yeah, I think there actually yep. are like some like sound effects we could be involving here. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> um. Oh, and I guess well, there's one other sports relevant thing. Uh, Blackhawks are now got down two games to uh, one. And let yeah. me go on a quick little hockey rant, and then I'll be done with hockey probably for the rest of my life. Um, Dolan, I I know that you are a 
playoff hockey fan. Warren, yes, I, I am. I don't think I've that you're. I've watched. A... Uh, I missed last night's game, but I've watched okay. all all of the playoffs. I did. I am so. I'm the lower banana on this bunch of bananas. On this hammock. That I don't, I don't know. know. No. Um, <laughs> if you have two bananas in your banana hammock, you got issues. <laughs> um, the the uh, I I did try and I watched game one because it was on NBC. And despite the fact that, that was in, there was a big storm in Chicago and it kept cutting off the first three minutes of each one of the overtimes, that was almost frustrating enough to get me to turn off hockey forever. Try to watch game two. What I, I could, first of all, I couldn't find it because it's on channels that I don't... I ch- checked Channel 5. Of course, it wasn't on for some reason. Because the NBA fi- or the N- F- NHL finals are not as important as, I guess, The Voice, maybe? Or whatever they were showing on the... Saturday night on NBC, it was... Not yet. It's Saturday Night Live time. So they're daylight. trying. They're trying to get people to actually find NBC Sports Network. So okay. games two and three were on NBC Sports Network. The rest are on Big NBC. Okay. So I, I mean, did well, find. This is actually what we're going to have to deal with. Not this year, but I think next year with uh, baseball playoffs. What Fox. channel is this supposed to be on? Uh, Fox is creating Fox Sports. You know, okay. one. They're, they're and two. Like, Whatever it's it's going to be no, but I mean it's they're creating a national sports network to compete with ESPN, and they're going to put all the baseball playoffs on. Now, are they going to be in just like a standard cable package though? Because NBC Sports sure as hell isn't. I don't know how cable channels work. Do you get do you get the Speed Channel? I don't don't know. Okay, that's what Fox Sports One is going to be. They're taking, they're getting rid of Fox owns Speed. They're getting rid of Speed, and they're going to make that Fox Sports One. So they immediately have a footprint on all the. The biggest problem is they, they create a new sports, sports network, and then you have to negotiate all the deals with Directv and Comcast and Charter and all that other shit. So they're wisening up and they're taking ones that are already there and they're rebranding them, and then they have fewer systems to try to get on. And that's what they're doing with Fox Sports One and Two. Did you just say wisening? Wisening. Then just wising. It is wising. <laughs> wisen, wisen is a word. You're fully croisen. You're fully yes. wisened. I'm fully wisening. Okay. Um, well, that's stupid. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to care enough about a sport. Because I finally had to go to like some channel. I think I went to the Cubs game, because then I could do on DirecTV, hit the red button, and get the score guide. Then by the score guide, I got to watch now for the hockey game. You don't know where N- you don't know where NBC Sports Network is? Fuck no. I don't even get it apparently. So I tried to watch it's... NBC Sports HD. That said I didn't subscribe in my thing. So then they connected me to the SD broadcast of it, which I assume I probably wasn't supposed to get, but it was coming through. Well, no do you audio. have Comcast? No, I have Direct TV. Oh. Well it's two twenty. Okay, I'm, really I'm just watching on NBC Sports website they're streaming that's right that. you can I'm also watch it on that. the website for no, I'm free not doing that. yeah i have a i have a 60 inch tv for a fucking reason i'm not going to stream hockey on my 19 inch monitor fuck you so <laughs> when i finally found the game it was in standard definition with no audio and i was like nope sorry hockey maybe next year yeah and then i couldn't well, even watch it last night so fuck hockey well it was a tough watch last night yeah, that's what I heard. I'm glad it didn't. I didn't watch it. Well, that's was the, the final score. That, I didn't even. Two nothing. Two nothing. Two nothing. Yeah. Here's the little secret about playoff hockey that nobody tells you. It's fucking torture. I yeah, mean, it's it's tor- fu- it's, it's, it's great when they actually score, 
but you just watch it and you like can't breathe for half of it, especially when they go into overtime because you know one one bad pass of the puck and the game's over. And right. it's I mean it's amazing, but it's it's it'll make you want to kill yourself. Oh yeah, no, totally. No, I I I was watching uh, like I watched the the clinching game to go into uh, uh, to get to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then I watched Game One like all twelve hours of it or whatever, which was awesome and terrible all at the same time. Exactly, it was. I was sitting there watching. I was like texting with my brother. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've never felt this into a football game in my life. I now love hockey more than anything. You know, so. I don't know. I, I'm having the exact know, I, opposite ex- experience that Mike is apparently having. So. No, I'm just I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm fairly invested, but I can't imagine what this is like for the guys who just really love the Blackhawks. Yeah, that's true. I, it's gotta just. I I don't know how they. I don't know how they don't pass out. Like the hockey night guys, Slack, like those guys, like, and I'm, I'm of course rooting for the Hawks because I want all those guys to to be happy and be able to celebrate because they're miserable with the Cubs every year. So, um. But man, fuck that! I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my time trying to watch. Well, I guess now I can watch game the four through seven, but they're gonna be on real NBC, NBC proper. But uh, I was I that that would left a bad taste in my mouth when I couldn't watch the finals of what is what the fifth most popular sport in the country, fourth maybe third, fourth. I don't know what, what. I mean, it this. goes NF, NFL. NFL. And then, like NFL is way up here. Then, yeah. probably baseball. Still, I mean, baseball is more popular than the NBA. Probably. It's, I mean, baseball. Well, no, it's probably as a league NFL, is worth about eight That's probably times. college football. Oh yeah. yeah, fucking college football. I that is unwatchable. But okay, major Sorry. professional sports. College football yes. is, okay. is amazing. Um, it's awful. But no, you're wrong. Um, to NFL, the, yeah, but probably you're right. Probably baseball. I think NBA is probably ahead of the NHL, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, the the games are the these are very low rated NBA finals and they're still kicking the shit out of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And couldn't the uh the Spurs close it out tonight? They could. That, right? that would be that would be nice if they would yeah. do that. What, what are they up? 3 to 1? 3, three to two? 2. Cool. I can't actually remember the last Yeah, exactly. I uh, I can't I can't remember the last time I watched. I think I think Jordan was still playing the last time I watched basketball. Like even like a, a second of basketball. See now my my fake fandom I, that kicks in during the NBA playoffs for the Bulls. Then once the Bulls are out of it, I don't give a shit. But like my fake like I'm not a basket. I don't follow basketball enough to, yeah. to call myself a fan. But man, is it fun to watch the Bulls in the playoffs? Like it's it's they're exciting. They're you know even this year which. Literally feels like a year ago that they were actually yeah. in the playoffs because it's been so long since they were bounced. Well, aren't there um, like five layers of playoffs? Yeah, there's like, and all of them are seven four. games. All yeah. it's it's insane. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I like it when the Bulls do well. Like they weren't they in the finals a few years ago or something like that? Am I ma- imagining that with Rose? conference finals? Oh yeah, almost. Oh, was it just a conference finals? Yeah. Whatever. I, I like it when they're there, but I literally right? follow it by what, by yeah, reading yeah. the paper the next day. So. It was yeah, the, heat. the heat. It was the heat. Yeah. yeah. The, that fucking series where they managed to blow fourth quarter leads and lose by two, like yep. three times. Yeah. And then poor Derrick yeah, Rose cool. would try to get a shot off over LeBron, and it just wasn't going to happen because LeBron I, is an alien. Okay, here, here you go. I think I was in the where the fuck was I? Um, 
I was in Mexico. I was in Puerto Vallarta during that series, during the Celtics, because they beat the Celtics in seven. Had I you think. been deported? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I beat. They beat the Celtics. That's and why then, he's always defending Starland. You know? And then they were, <laughs> and they were playing the Heat. In Puerto Vallarta, I was able to watch every single NBA game, not even the finals, the quarterfinals or whatever they call them, then the conference finals. I was able to sit and watch every single one of those games, yet I could not watch game two of the Stanley Cup finals in America yesterday. Is Warren cooking dinner? <laughs> I heard something. What are, you, what are we making? It's a cooking segment. All right. We finally, <laughs> we finally got to that now. Uh, no, no, go on. Seriously, I'm, I'm paying attention to every word. We were just seeing. We were just seeing if you pulled out just like an entire like chicken. You <laughs> <laughs> just devoured it. Yeah. <laughs> like family. Uh, no, it's a turkey. It's an entire turkey. Um. Okay. Well, that's all the sports thoughts I have. Deal with it. I thought you were going to go back to the kitchen and then um, Giada De Laurentiis was going to come out and show us how to make a baked how to make a baked chicken <laughs> how to make a homemade white sauce yeah. <laughs> but no uh, yeah no you guys got any additional sports of the week uh, no okay. I guess I've got two irrational Cub thoughts. Um, cool. I think Ryan Sweeney's actually kind of good. Is that right? Mm-mm. As a fourth outfielder, I think he's fine because he catches everything that's near him. He's but, still hitting three twenty. Yeah, but it's kind of a godless. And I, I will admit it took it took a while, um, but I like Jim Deshays, and I think I think Len likes him more than Bob because Len seems to be happier. Yeah. It is a better. It think, is a better broadcast. I think Bob. Bob's a good announcer. He's a little. It gets you know doing a same team every day gets a little repetitive, and you want to be crazy. But I think Bob's got a little bit of an edge to him that JD doesn't have, and I think Len is enjoying it more. That's just my observation. I, I still think that JD sounds almost exactly like Bob, like voice wise. And it's like Bob without the fucking terrible jokes. Like he still he has just as much baseball experience. He's a better baseball player probably. And like he he's yeah, I would give that. Yeah, he's reminds me a lot of Bob without the jokes and the horrible jokes. And and he and thank God there's no more of Len and Bob just elbowing each other and talking about their latest like band shit. Because that got old real fast. Especially when you looked at Bob Brenly's jeans and you're like, <laughs> you have absolutely no idea what you like. Len like, clearly prompted you for all these right before you went on the air. <laughs> I'm glad say, Bob is gone. I like Jim. Jeans. See, I, actually, I liked Len and Bob together, uh, but I, I do like Jim Deshays. I think he's, I think he's good. I, I like him. You know, so, yeah, um, actually, be... actually, you want to know? Bob Brenly is um, slightly better if you if you believe in war. Uh, he is slightly better than Jim Deshays. War? Yeah, what is it good for? Yeah, absolutely nothing. No, he had uh, twelve point eight. Say it uh, again. <laughs> oh wait, no, I was looking at. No, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at uh, offensive war. Yeah, guys, no, actually, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, Jim Deshays. Jim Deshays had one more. One more win per uh, per season. 
Well, they do that Stat Sunday thing when on the WGN games, and they have like a guest like blogger writer who writes a thing, and then they talk about it. And our buddy Super Dave uh, Sharma was on a couple of weeks ago. I'm still waiting for them to call me because I invented one of the most useful saber stats a few years ago, the Huekba, the Hank White equivalent batting average. That's the one where you take a guy's batting average and say during a bat he hits a foul ball like really hard, that counts as a hit. Or or hits a ground ball where he was a little faster, he might have, like Usain Bolt, he might have beaten it out, that counts as a hit. And um, I think it's a more accurate representation of batting average than it is. So I'm, I'm ready. Anytime WGN wants me to write the little essay about it and then pop up in the booth and talk about it with Len and Jim, I'd be happy to do it. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, how, Dolan, did you not bring up the fact that Hank got cut this past week and resigned? How about the fact that this? Signed. Not, o- not only did Hank get he got DFA'd, which was traumatic for all of us, he immediately got signed by the Mariners, and he hit a grand slam the other day, and he now is the, the player... He has the longest gap between Grand Slams in Yay! Major League Baseball history. 13 years between Grand Slams. Holy oh, my That's our Hank. That is, that is impressive. I was amazed not that he hit a Grand Slam now, but that he'd ever hit one before, <laughs> that he could have a gap. But he did it. Okay, so, so that, uh, that actually, that, cause that's what immediately I thought of. I was like, how is Juan Pierre not that player? But he's probably never hit a Grand Slam. But you got to hit one first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's, how many... Hasn't Juan Pierre not hit a home run in more years than he has hit a home run in? He oh, hit one yeah, this year, I think. Sure. I think he actually hit one over the fence. I think he like has a, an out of the park home run this year, which was like a the big first boy home run. Long time. Yes, like he got to jog. Although he's Juan Pierre, so he didn't. I'm so sure he sprinted. He sprinted. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I'm sure he rolled his balls down the line for before the game, and then he sprinted around. Yeah. And, he, and he dove head first into home. Yeah, <laughs> he's only ever not, not hit a home run in. Three seasons. One of those was a partial season. So, and then probably the two of them were Cubs seasons. No, they were all well, Dodgers and for White Sox. I don't remember. But he's, he's never hit more than Cubs. three. Yeah. <laughs> he's hit one in almost every year. But here, his career totals: two, one, one, yeah. three, two, three, zero, one, zero, one, two, one, and one. That's almost harder than hitting ten. Did he hit- we got to stop. I hit two. I'm done. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> he hit one as a Cub, right? Uh, I want to say he did. I don't want to. Because I think, I think I remember them oh, talking about how no, he, he hit three. He had his career high. He hit three oh. with the Cubs. Because I, th- like, I, th- I feel like two of them were like in like games, like two games apart or something. Because like he had had you know, 700 games between his last home run and that home run. or so- Not 700, but you know, like 300 games or something between those home runs. And then I thought he hit two and like, eh, whatever, who cares? Yeah. It's one fucking Do you want to know the statistic that uh, depresses me the most about uh, one peer? That he, he earned, that he earned $57 million in his career. $57 million. And counting. And counting. Yeah. $57 million. Which is probably nice. about... Fifty-six and a half million more than I'll ever see in my entire life. <laughs> oh my god, that's like way more than than that's like fifty-six point nine million more than I'll ever see in my life. Well, in your entire life, you—I mean, being a lawyer and all, man, come on, you'll probably earn oh, I see money. half a million oh, in your entire life. My clients don't pay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I Juan, Juan spread his homers out pretty well that year. June twenty-eighth, he hit oh, one. Okay. Uh, in Milwaukee or against Milwaukee, 
He hit one on July 27th against the Cardinals. Woo! And then he hit one in September. Oh, all right. Weird. Right? Hmm. Were any of them Something. inside the Parkers? I can't tell. Damn you, baseball reference. <laughs> Sure, there's you a way to tell. Granule, granule, granular, granular. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. Dolan's making up words anyhow, so we might yeah, as well. Yeah, well you know. All right. Well, I've got. You would, wi- if you would do some wisening up, you would be able to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems perfectly n- cromulent to me. <laughs> I got no more sports. You guys got more sports? Um, no, no, okay. I don't. All, All right. right. Now, why wisening is not only it's in the Wiktionary. And well, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Wiktionary so is not a I word think it either. Counts. It's in the Wiktionary. It yeah, says not a word. it's a present participle of wizen. And in the Urban Dictionary, which is the only one that I follow, mm-hmm. clearly, uh, same as wising, but used by Alex's around the world to create an air of intelligence while in reality only creating confusion. <laughs> Alex's? <laughs> Wait, is it? Because... Wizening, you're not like confusing it with the word wizened, right? Because that doesn't mean anything about brains. That, that is actually shriveling up. I confused it with Ken Wizen Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, All right, you, wiz- baseball? you wizened up this topic of conversation, Dolan. I think you did. Okay, I'm done, I'm done talking about sports. Let's go to either games or movies. Your pick. You pick them. Or Tweet of the Week. Or Defending Ooh, Your Tweets. Yeah, I didn't really I, do uh, any work for that, though. Uh, so. Neither did I, and I don't think uh, I don't think Kyle did either. All right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If he, that, if he did, I didn't hear about it. We have... We'll skip that and move on to... <laughs> you guys, we plan these out so well. I know, right? And, like, we only have three things to do every two weeks. <laughs> manage Three to... things. Three things. You oh, can't well. do them. Yeah. All right, one well, job, three jobs. Three, sir. <laughs> three, three, sir. Three. Um, okay, I'll Warren pick since he's been stressed out about getting locked out of the <laughs> About getting yeah. into my home. Might you do good for your home? Uh, yeah, I... Uh, oh, shit, they're letting Samarja bat in the ninth. Um, no, we're done with sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Superman. I saw Superman last night. Uh-oh, wait a st- No, you saw Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel. It's not called Man Superman. Do they not refer to him as Superman or something? Did you see it in they 3D or 2D? I saw it in 2D. 3D, I, I'm just not much of a fan. Um, I I mean, I what, once a year, well, that's not true. Probably sometimes more than once a year. I will actually pony up for uh, IMAX and everything uh, and do them IMAX 3D. I'll probably do that for the... Um, Transformers versus Godzilla movie, whatever the hell the name of that one is. Um, that I'm, the same way. I'm the same way for like 364 days of the year. I go around with one hand over one eye. And experience <laughs> 1D. And I'm like, when I open it up, I'm like, what a world that I'm living in. I, I, saw Man of, I saw Man of Steel in 3D. You did, okay. All right, you... So what did you what did you think? I thought it was I thought it was easily at the top five best Superman movies ever. Um... I'd, I'd, well, actually, I think I had tweeted. I think I, I'd say, yeah, I said top six, I think. yeah. Uh, I thought so it was Andy, almost as good as Superman 4, Quest for Peace. 
Oh, uh, see, that's pretty best, close. Yeah, which is the best Superman ever. It really is. I thought it was. Wait, which one's Superman five? Or was there five? The one with Jason Ralph. Well, yeah. Super, uh, Superman five audience. Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Roush. Brandon Roush. Ralph. Whatever. Roush Racing. Mustangs. Anyone? No. Okay. Yeah. Um. I didn't think it was that good. Uh. I thought it was okay. It. 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 it yes. It's a weird. Which movie. validates. Validates my <laughs> opinion of it. I'm guessing you liked it, Dolan. Because I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It's. Uh. It's. I mean. It's. It's fine. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't a. Wasn't decent, but it vacillates wildly from like way up here to way down here, and like in in all of this like you know, up and down sine curve it's doing, it all evens out to being about eh, two and a half out of five, two star movies. I was, I was very surprised that I thought Kevin Costner was actually good in it, because I was ready oh, no, to he was hate awful. Pa Kent. No, I thought he was good. Really? He, was, he was very un-Kevin Costner-y. I could actually watch him without wanting to eat my face. See, I, I thought the acting across the board was pretty awful. I thought Amy Adams acted pretty very well. She does that well, yeah. I'll, yes. I'll give her that. I thought... Also, Superman's mom was hot. I don't remember who... I don't know who she is. I just know she's Superman. hot. She Wait, isn't it, was it like Sally Field? No. <laughs> Diane Lane played his... Diane uh, played, Lane, yeah. played his Earth mom. Yeah. But Krypton mom is... Yeah. Pretty hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell yeah. Crowe's what? That's why I'm saying. I'm saying uh, Diane Lane. I mean, maybe 20 years ago. I don't. Well, and they had poor Diane. They had to make her. She's not young, and they intentionally made her old. So, yeah, yeah. she could have been real happy about that. Yeah. I so like. I, I like the fact that. I like the fact that uh, Lois Lane actually got to be a good reporter. Because then here she was supposed to be this great reporter, and she couldn't figure out that for the longest time, oh, the dude, when he put his glasses on, that's not Superman. Even though I've seen Superman 15 times, they're different guys. She actually, you know, could suss out a story. I like that. I thought Michael Shannon was awesome. Yeah, okay. So that I'll agree with you on. Michael Shannon is, he is the balls. He's great. <laughs> like, that, he has easily the best line in the entire movie where he's like, release the world engine. That sounds like a battle, <laughs> yeah. battleship line. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. Superman is a. We find out Superman is a Royals fan. He is. He wears a Royals shirt during the movie. He's I like. A, I, I like. He's this like, Kansas farm boy. Right. I like the one part of the end where the the guy's like, you know, how do we know you're you're on our side? He's like, I'm from Kansas. It's like what? <laughs> you mean America's meth pipeline? You know. It's like, well, because I saved the world, even though the only reason it was in peril was because I was here in the first place, and so they were trying to get me and kill me, and because I have every Krypton DNA in my body or whatever it was. Yeah, I think that's I like the, the, that's the I like the cool I like the cool silver things that they have. Krypton, they don't have TV apparently. You can't oh, watch dude, TV. Was just an instead, awesome play in the Cubs game. <laughs> instead, you get these weird, um, like, metal renderings of things that pop up yes. whenever you need to. This is going to be the awesome coupling. No, uh, basically, Castro does, tries to do a Willie Mays behind the back, and the ball bounces off of his face, and then uh, uh, um, Soriano caught it on the fly. Dolan, do you get it slightly later because you're on Bufu, Michigan? 
I guess slightly later because I'm watching it on MLB.tv on my big TV. Ah. Because I um, I don't pay for the baseball package through DirecTV. I get it through Wiffy. Now, if they're on GN, I see them in normal time. All right. Okay, back to Man of Steel. What were you guys saying? <laughs> um, the, uh, the action at the end or the fight at the end, I, I had some problems with. Just because it's like Superman. I mean, like I don't know. It, it it seems like he is intentionally trying to get as many people into as much peril as possible. Like literally, probably two million people die in this movie, and it's mostly all Superman's fault. Because, like, they're fighting in the city center and they're sitting there pounding on each other and then to the point where all these buildings have fallen down, now they're just pounding on each other in a, in a essentially a crater. And Superman immediately jumps up and runs to the, to the unmolested section of the city so that they can make another crater there. It's like... Superman just, only got, learned he could the, fly. He only learned he could fly, like, two weeks before that. He's just still figuring all this stuff out. And, and and General Zod was genetically engineered to be a fighting badass and to defend Krypton. So of course he's gonna it's gonna be a lot of wreckage. It's just, it's inevitable. But hey, uh, I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody. Yeah, um, I, I thought they got the character of Superman 100% wrong. It's it's I think my main problem. He was like, he was not invincible at all. Like, no, the, like anything hurts him. Completely he gets his, he gets his ass kicked a lot. Shit about anyone else. It was all he about. He spends him. most of. He spends most of the movie in the hospital because he gets beat up so bad all the time. Yeah, so they got it completely wrong. Yeah. And he's a he's a fat, short Asian guy, which I was <laughs> I I thought that was a bold casting choice. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. I liked it. I always thought to me the Superman was always boring. Even though the, yeah, I mean, the first movie was good because he's he's Superman. The the superhero himself is they made him too invincible for it to really be interesting. So I like this movie. I thought they did a pretty good job. Half of it, the first, I, I thought the flashbacks were effective. You know, showing the stuff that happened instead of trying to go back to a true origin movie where it goes along sequentially. You'd get little flashbacks to like when poor little Clark all of a sudden got X-ray vision in like third grade and freaked out in class because he could see through everybody and he could hear everything that everybody was saying and stuff. I liked it. I thought it was good. So considering that the, the you're, you were completely wrong about the best Bond movie ever made, I feel very comfortable <laughs> that you don't like the Superman movie too. So yeah. I just real thought, worried yeah, if you had I, liked it, I think. I, I just thought it was... Uh, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't regret seeing it in the theater, but... I, if 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 there's anyone out there listening, and we have one viewer, if there's anyone out there listening that uh, that wants to go see a big blockbustery kind of movie, I I would go see the Star Trek movie uh, over this. So. I would go see Battleship. <laughs> yep. I didn't realize people only got to see one movie a summer. Now that completely changed my. Uh, damn it! I know people who do. So. Uh, you know, there's some people that don't want to spend the money. So, whereas I go to see mm, between one and two movies a week. So, really, uh, my wife works nights, so oh, yeah. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> like, well, shit. 
it's noon on a Saturday. I guess I'm going to go see Battleship, which is exactly how I wound up seeing Battleship. Battleship is in heavy rotation right now on HBO. Yeah, I'll never you see it. I liked it the first you time I saw it. You can't not see it right now. It's on all the time. Yeah, it gets better really the more you see it. I think. <laughs> does it? Does it really? Is it... If I can, if I can find a way not to watch games two and three of the NHL playoffs, I'm sure I can avoid Battleship on TV. No, you can't avoid Battleship. Yeah, fair enough. So, anyone else see a movie movie worth uh, worth discussing? I saw two. I got two good ones from Netflix, so they're not that new, but they were. I had never seen them, so they were new to me. Okay. Um, first one was uh, the perks of being a wallflower. Oh yeah, I've heard that's good. I thought that was really good. Um, uh, Hermione is in it. Oh. She got her hair cut, hmm. and um, she's—you could see why the the freshman in high school guy is completely madly in love with her. Um, Paul Rudd is in it, which is you know the hallmark yeah. of any good movie. All good. Pretty good in it. He's, he has a very, he has a purposely limited role. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I don't want to give it away. There's a big twist in it. I don't want to give that away because um, I didn't see it coming. But I don't see much coming. I thought that the guy who played Hermione's half-brother was very funny, so I liked him. So I would recommend that movie. Okay. The Perks of Being and a Wallflower. Perks of Being a Wallflower. And then uh, last night or the night before, I watched Warm Bodies. Did you see that movie? Oh, that's coming to me. That's my next one on my... I read the book. I read the book, and I really enjoyed the book. So I'm glad to hear the movie. Yeah, that was very good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dolan, you're, uh, you're, you're Mike. No, I'm Mike. Dolan, you're Dolan. Oh, oh. wow. Quality. Um, I read the book, Warm Body, so I'll give the synopsis yes. while Dolan's... What do I do now? Uh, um, oh, it took me a while to figure out... Did I, are I fixed? Yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're, you're good. good. Yeah, we're just waiting. Well, yeah. I'm late now. Yeah, but, eh, no, here. Okay. I'm not here. I'm not hearing. Uh, Took me a while to figure out who the who the main zombie guy is. Yeah. What? I don't. Oh, know. I don't know who he is. What's going on? Okay. Well, I'll explain for our listener. Um, while Dolan's getting his fixed up, Warm Bodies is a story about a. It's basically a love story between a zombie kid who eats the brain. Apparently when zombies eat brains now, they um, can pick up some memories of the people whose brains they ate. And so he eats the brain of a boyfriend of this girl that he falls in love with. with. Jenny, I think was her name in the book, but I don't know what it is in the movie. Maybe it wasn't even Jenny in the book. But um, And then so he's basically trying to become eh, human. He's getting humanized by being with Jenny, and they're almost curing the the zombie outbreak issue. Hmm. Is that a fair synopsis of the movie as well, Dolan? Yes, I think Thank it's you. the same. I, it took me a long time watching the movie to figure out who the guy was. Who was And it? it's the kid from About a Boy. Oh, wow. The really ugly, weird little kid. Well, he's turned into a normal-looking guy, and he's really yeah. good. He's really good. Mm. About a Boy was a great movie. Yes, it was. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. It's good. Um, well, I'm glad to hear, Dolan, because that is in transit to me right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't seek that out because I'm I'm like really over zombies. Like I don't ever want to see another zombie movie or play another zombie game. This is a little like a really long time. I'm just. I gotten, get 
I get where you're coming from, but this is a little this this is a different take on that. I mean, of course, I'm sure they do the same, a lot of similar stuff, but at least there's a different. It's a Romeo and Juliet zombie story, which that's kind of hard to see. And the book was really good. I really enjoyed the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I know uh, the guy that I do the other the movie podcast with didn't like the movie very much, but that was, I mean, one his opinion. That was like your opinion, man. Yeah, we don't know that guy, so all we can go on all we can go on is that he does a movie podcast with you so yeah. who's, who's, yeah. who's, well he I, if it's any if it's any uh consolation he completely disagrees with me on everything also so. okay good yeah. there's no right or wrong but, but he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay well i got i did rent one so this is why warm bodies is coming to me now um you guys are going to make fun of it, but whatever. I had recently seen the musical of it, and I was, it was, it hit that, like, ah, like, nostalgia zone enough for me to want to watch the movie despite it. Um, I saw Rock of Ages. I rented Rock of Ages <laughs> from Netflix. And yes, it's Tom Cruise, but it's Tom Cruise playing the most narcissistic asshole woman. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect <laughs> no, it's for Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's in it. That Julianne Hough is yes. awful, but in it. And then, like, the main dude was... A, so I just, over the past year, maybe in the fall sometime, I saw the, the musical Rock of Ages down, down in Chicago and really enjoyed it. Um, despite the fact that the actually the leads were surprisingly not that good at singing, I thought, but um, <laughs> but it was it kind of tickles that like, oh, I love this song, like nostalgia zone in your brain, and and I um, I didn't hate the movie, like it was, I didn't hate the movie, it was, and, and Catherine Zeta Jones is Catherine Zeta Jones is still got a lot on her fastball, um. <laughs> It was fine. It was fine. It was fun. The soundtrack, of course, kicks ass. Although it was a little anachronistic because there were a lot of songs that were post. I think it was set in '87. There were definitely some significantly post, like early '90s songs that they were singing and stuff. I was like, that's a little odd, but I got the whole idea of it. <laughs> it was interesting. It was very much like the musical. If you've seen the musical, I'm sure you would enjoy the movie enough to make it worth it was surprisingly long though it was like over two hours of effort to get through it mm. but um I liked it and Dolan I am almost all the way through uh, Arrested Development season four now and I, it, season four the one that just came out on Netflix yes oh. and it, I was very very hesitant to initially on it like you know very judgy on it, and um, really, really have warmed a lot to it because I I got a little bit worried right off the bat that they were they were just going to be dropping, and I know the first three seasons had plenty of celebrity cameos, but I was a little bit like when the guys from Workaholics at one point yeah. show up, and like I was like, this is are they really going to do this and like just make it? Hey, look at that guy, and and it was it felt a little out of place at first, but. Um, it's great. It, like it's great, and this it might be their best job of just writing um, an intertwining story that I've seen. Because like Dolan, you had mentioned before when you were watching it, they had to do basically one at least one episode per main character, and holy god, like there's there's one 
without I'm going to try and talk around this without ruining anything. There's one scene where they keep going into the old model home, and you hear this noise in the background. And like three or four different times, you hear this like yelp sort of in the background. And you, it, it takes till the 13th or 14th episode of the season to find out what it is and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on, I'm on Dolan. You'll know this. I'm on Buster's episode right now, which is I think is episode 14. I just finished Maybe's episode, which Maybe's I, was great. I think that might be my favorite one so yep. far because she is really turned into one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, Michael Sarah is turning into the weirdest looking person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like his. I like he's, he's becoming just awful. he's just becoming just a bird man. Like his his nose is getting beakier and beakier and his hair is doing him no favors. He is like really becoming one of the most awkward people I've ever seen. His episode is also great. Sorry. Yeah, there's a great joke in there that I didn't even realize was a joke, which is you know, he he doesn't want to be called George Michael anymore because he's embarrassed about the things <laughs> that the that singer George Michael did. So while he's while he's talking to um, Isla Fisher, he says, well, my name's George Ma- George Maharis. Maharis. George Maharis is an actor who got arrested for uh, some kind of sexual... <laughs> so it's the same thing. <laughs> Excellent. I did yeah. not know that at all. And so he's George Maharis the whole time, and that's, that's actually worse than being George Michael. And it was great because um, the reason he comes up with Maharis is, is of course, is another inside joke because of maybe pronunciation of the word heiress. That's right. <laughs> George Ma- Harris. George Ma- Harris. Oh, I did not know that. I'm so glad you pointed that out to me. There is some there's some really terrific stuff in that show. Um really terrific stuff in that show and it's so self-referential. I mean, it's always been self-referential. It's always been very complex writing, but I think it I think it went over the top this year and it, to great effect. Like I'm I I want to go back and rewatch this season again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it too. Yeah, it's great. There's though. little stuff like, um, what's her name, Chloe from 24. Oh yeah, she's you, great. She tries to she tries to psychically communicate with her, but there's that one scene where she's in the bar and she's trying to make a drink order, <laughs> order the whole drink. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you I can love see it. what she wants, and but no one can understand it. Yeah, there's also a great moment. It's so fourth wallish. I mean, the opening is is basically now the story of a family whose future got abruptly canceled. And the, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like very show referential stuff. There's a great scene or a great moment line with George Michael where, um, the, oh, he's ta- when when he meets Isla Fisher, who's uh, Ron Howard's daughter. I, I guess I shouldn't spoil as much, but he meets Isla Fisher. He's talking to her, and she's an actress, and he and he's like. And she's like, oh, you know who I am? He's like, of course I know who you are. You were in the American remake of Dangerous Cousins. He's like, that's, that's, that's the movie that I, that I bought Netflix for. And like, it was, it's kind of like a wink-wink at the camera because they're Netflix exclusive now. I mean, it's absolutely – it's so and, – and like stuff with George Maharis, Dolan. It, and it was fine to not understand that joke because it was still just a sitcom moment. But when you get if – you, if you don't think Arrested Development is – Writing a joke, you're probably just don't understand it, honestly. You probably just don't get the joke. Yeah, it's it's freaking great. Well, when you were when you were not listening to me in the last podcast, one of the things I talked about was this season is supposedly just the first third of the arc that Mitch Hurwitz has planned out, and the idea was first it was going to be they were going to do a season on Netflix and then make a movie, right? 
and then they'd worry they'd figure out the third later. Well, there's a scene in Maybe's episode, which I think is kind of an odd to this, where she's talking to somebody and she goes, "Well, maybe this isn't a movie. Maybe this is a TV series." <laughs> and so they're actually saying Netflix has already offered them season five. They just have to figure oh, yeah. out. They want to do it where they can get people together more because the biggest challenge they had was the limited availability of some of the actors. Although Will Arnett doesn't have a sitcom anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, pretty much everybody except for Bateman and Sarah. Michael Sarah is probably the most successful one in the cast. Yeah. I think they can probably get him. The the thing that worried me a little bit about it was the first episode I thought was really good. The Jason Bateman one where you find out he's in college living yeah. with George Michael. George Michael. But then they went to a, a George episode and a and like an it's, Oscar episode, yeah, or, and they're the they're the weakest characters, and so those yeah. are the weakest episodes. But then it starts to about from mid season. I like the Tobias one is great. Yes. His episode is and the Job uh, one with uh, Tony Wonder. So many jokes. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I, I know. Mean. Like the third one is Lindsay. Well, Lindsay can't carry a whole episode. And so that you're like, holy crap, really? I and mean, it's the longest one. It's like 37 minutes long yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but even that has some funny – it has enough funny stuff in it that keeps it going. But you kind of have to get through the weaker characters. And, and um, I don't know what's gone on with Lindsay's face, but um, <laughs> well, she, that's does another not, great... she does not look like Portia de Rossi anymore. Well, that's another great moment because there's a, a running joke about her thinking that the that – uh, Jessica Walter is buying maybe plastic surgery, yeah. and she makes a comment to maybe about, oh, you know, if you want to get plastic surgery, go ahead and do it. And she makes some comment about the nose, or like, <laughs> and it's a very, very like wink, wink. Portia de Rossi had all this surgery done, um, and Dolan, I totally agree with you that that was a slow episode. But looking back on that episode, and I feel like rewatching that episode when you know, like, because she goes to India. And then you later find out that pretty much everyone else has gone to India at the yeah. same time for all these different reasons. And all these things are happening to... I, don't, that, squeeze, don't squeeze the shaman. Don't squeeze the shaman. There, <laughs> there's like... That, that episode set up so many jokes in Tobias's episode and Maybe's episode. They're, it's, it's so well written. And like I love... This is so clearly... like my, my only beef with Lost is I felt like those writers had not... They were just flying by the seat of their pants, and they, they were writing great stuff. But like they never, they didn't have the foresight to put something in episode fourteen that they made a reference to in episode one. I feel like this was clearly written episode one through twenty or whatever it is, well before they started shooting anything. And so everything is so brilliantly referential and and just awesome. It's great. It's really good. And another thing, Dylan, that that initially threw me, and I was a little worried about at the very beginning. It definitely doesn't feel like it's shot quite the same way. It's it's higher production value, I'm sure. But there's something sort of it's not quite as shaky cam. There's like more. It, it feels more uh, studio produced than than the than the first three seasons look to me. And maybe it's just because I literally just finished the third season and went right into the fourth season. Um, but it definitely didn't have quite that kind of charming shaky cam, almost like The Office. Like the, the there's a documentary crew following them around, kind of feel to it. But um, that's not really a complaint because the writing's so good and the acting's good. Uh, did you see? Did you know who was playing young Barry Zuckercorn in the flashback? His, 
Henry Winkler's son. Yeah. He looks exactly like yep. him. And when I first saw him, I thought, I'm like, holy shit, it must be a special effect where they actually took like Henry Winkler's face and, and then realized, him. well, that's his son. It looks yeah. exactly like him. Oh, that was, and I love the casting for young Lucille and young George. Um, like, <laughs> well, yeah, oh, Kristen Wiig is perfect. Yeah, and oh, she um, does it. Seth Rogen, the, or Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, Seth Rogen is plays young George. But in the in the real show, they did they would have flashbacks to young George, and it was just uh, okay. Jeffrey Tambor in an awful wig. Yeah, so, and I was, and, and they put the same wig on Seth Rogen, but right. it's quite the same. But yeah, and they were good. She, it was funny because they made a reference to the cornballer. Um, and they and they were just and they showed they always show that commercial on Mexican TV where he's where the, that's where he marketed the cornballer where George burns himself on the in the infomercial and screams and they showed that in this show and I'm like how are they going to reconcile this with Seth Rogen now playing Jeffrey Tambor they did it and they just cut to the audience reaction when they were just about to show George's face so like they it was great it was great they kind of just like it was almost like inserting what's his name into Return of the Jedi. But they just like gamed around the uh, gamed around playing it, and I love how every time they show something from one of the first two seasons, they have like th- th- this like disclaimer, it's like trial version of like yeah, basically that they're having to steal their own show <laughs> from, from Fox. It's it's it is it's great. It's as, you, you. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And like don't like you said, Dolan. I don't don't let the first. If you're a little bit bored with the George and the and the Lindsay and the and the Oscar episodes, don't quit on it because man, it's really it's really picking up steam. Like I said, I'm around episode fourteen. I don't know how many there are, but um, it's funny. It's good. Do we already miss Quattro de Cinco? Can we not celebrate that? <laughs> I love that the whole idea was they wanted to have a, a holiday to deplete their. <laughs> Party supplies for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Basically, because all of them are servants. For... Oh. And, yes, that's, and, Bob, and that's what's the that combination. Sorry. And Bob Blah Blah is in it. Mm-hmm. He drops a Bob Blah Blah Law bomb. It's <laughs> pretty early on. It's like the second or third episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, good. Here he is. There's a great moment where uh, Job is having to read a contract. He's like, Blah blah blah. Look, and he, and 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 Michael's like, he's like, you know, that's fine. He's like, if you don't, it's just legally, it's just boilerplate and all that stuff. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just saying, I should have blah blah blah. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and like the running jokes from the first, um, from the first several seasons are still there. When like them, one of my favorite like subtle running jokes is how they all make banners for each other, <laughs> and like the banners are all family love Michael, and like just. <laughs> Just like horribly worded English and well, just... the, yeah, the banner. Um, Lindsay makes a banner for Lucille II's congressional run, and when they turn around, you can see on the back it's the "You're Killing Me" Buster banner from when Buster signed up for the army. <laughs> for army, sorry, for Buster army. joined army. It's not army's fault. Um, I... and there's and when you guys are watching this, I, the only the only moment I've ever like wanted to turn away from rest development is when Buster is helping his mom smoke. And I'll leave it at that. It was it was one of the most painful sequences to watch in that entire series. But uh, great. To- I heard Tony Hale on a podcast, he was talking about it and he said 
the, they filmed that, and he, he said it just didn't seem like Mitch wanted to actually use it. Like, he just thought, okay, this is even too ridiculous for us. He said, but they, they had some critics there. Like, Alan Seppenwall was one of them, and they were cracking up on set, and they're like, you have to use this. This is hysterical. It's completely disturbing, but it's Buster and Lucille. Yeah. It's supposed to be disturbing. So they had that. He was talking about how they were asking him, said, when, with Buster especially, when did you realize he was going to lose his hand? Buster goes, or Tony Hale says, I learned like right before the, we got the script. Like Mitch calls me in and he's like, yeah, we're going to have to lose the hand. <laughs> and and he, he's like, he goes, but then I start to think back and I'm like, oh my God, they've been making jokes. They've been setting this up for a season and a half. Yep. Buster had the big hand chair that he sat yep. in. And, was, and Tony, Tony ticked off like five things that had to do with Buster's hand, and he's like, "How the hell did I not know that at some point they were going to cut this damn thing off?" He was sitting, he was sitting on the uh, on a on a bus stop bench, and it was it said Army officers, but he was blocking the letters, <laughs> yeah. so it just said it's Arm it's off. Arm off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, he gets he loses his he loses hand. The 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 guy who is Lucille to his boyfriend and Lucille's son loses his hand to a loose. Seat. Yeah, Lucille. Lucille, Lucille. <laughs> um, it's fucking great. It's great. Lucille two is back. Lucille Astero's back in it. Yeah, like I could have the... done with a. I could have done with a little less Liza Minnelli, but <laughs> her falling down never gets old. So yeah. it was. Stan Sitwell's back, and and Susie Sitwell's back. I mean, oh, yeah, there's a, and there's a great joke with Susie, and I saw it coming right away. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh, here it comes, and then she's with... it was. Tony Wonder. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. Um, it just happens to be her actual husband, which took me a minute to. Oh yeah, that's that. right. Yep. Um, it's great. Watch it immediately if you haven't already binge watched it. Yeah, I was thinking. I took a little. I'm, it's about time for me to watch it again. Yeah. I blew through them pretty fast, and I always intended to go back and watch them all again okay. because now I'll know. It'll add another layer to the jokes. Once you've seen them all, then you can pay attention more for how the, how much they set everything up. Exactly. Warren, you got any? Uh, yeah, I was I was going to, uh, but you, you guys had had your Arrested uh, Development love in, and I was just going to let it go. Um, I don't even know if it's available in the theater anymore, but uh, I saw the movie Mud uh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey, and it's Ugh. basically a modern day retelling. Well, not really, but it 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 has. It has echoes of a modern-day retelling of Tom Sawyer uh, or Huffman. Oh. I always get the two confused. I can never remember. Where they basically they find this guy on an island, and he's trying to get a boat out of a tree, and they help him. There's two little kids. Um, it's it's really good. I really liked it. Um, it's uh, by the same guy that did uh, same writer director that did um, Take Shelter, which I'd rem- yeah. recommended. A while ago, and actually, it has Michael Shannon briefly in it, uh, playing a, a not very Michael Shannon character. Uh, he's pretty good, um, but it, it's great. It's it, the the main characters are these two little uh, little bit of fourteen year old boys, and it's like what they're going through, and and all the different things that kind of happen around them. Um, and then uh, they 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 happen across Matthew McConaughey, who's this like. Slightly crazy um, homeless guy, but he's like super. Uh, 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 sort of looking for um, uh, superstitious, so he has all these weird superstitions and stuff. And he's just—he's a pretty good character. 
Uh, and then it's it it's just kind of plays out. It doesn't really have. Uh, I mean, it's got a plot and everything. It's and and it's actually at its best when it's not paying attention to the plot because the plot's pretty far fetched and it's not. It gets a little, towards the end. It's it's it kind of falls apart. But uh, the stuff between the two boys is just great. Like the the kids are just they're really strong actors. Uh, their names are Ellis and Neckbone. And so, like, Ellis is the main character, so he's, people are like, you know, what's your name? It's like, well, I'm Ellis, this is Neckbone, and then in the background, like, Neckbone is always just, like, 20, like, 10 feet behind him, and he, whenever he says, this is Neckbone, Neckbone just kind of nods and does this. And it's just, like, I don't know, the kid's just great, the way he plays it. Because um, everybody, I don't know, I think everybody's kind of known a kid like that, where he's just, just kind of weird. Um... And if you didn't, you were that kid. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, you know. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Are you neckbone? Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it. I I think it's out of the theaters now. I saw it like literally the next day after our, we recorded last, and it, it was almost out of the theater then. So, but I would recommend it as a as a Netflix uh, or you know Amazon streaming rental or whatever. So, have either of you seen the trailer for the Wolf of Wall Street? I have not. I've heard it's it's something to behold. The trailer is pretty good. It's a it's the new Martin Scorsese Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Jonah Hill's in it, and Matthew McConaughey has yeah. a very small role in it apparently, but it looks really good. Nice. I mean, I like I like DiCaprio for the most part. I didn't much like him in uh, I would what do you call it? The Great Gatsby. You saw Great Gatsby. Gatsby. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll wait for the book to come out. <laughs> I'll read the novelization of the movie of the novelization. It's like playing playing telephone. Like hundreds of million do- millions of dollars spent playing telephone. Um All right, anyone else on movies cuz I have a good transition between movies and games. Oh, well, let's hear it. So, I was in a movie a Couple of years ago, and okay, wait, I, I want to hear that story. What? I was well. There's, you know, it was a film. I was in a What's film. Were you, were, it was. A, were you very? Were you, were you young and experimental? Is that what you're trying to? No, say? I was fully clothed. It was a. Uh, um, it was. It's called. Well, I have an IMDb DB page. I don't think. Yes, you do. Like we've um, never heard that before. The it's called How Not to Quit Your Day Job. I played this guy's friend. He basically. Um, cuts all of his expenses and stuff to try and get to a um, try and be able to quit his job and start his own company. So that's the crux of the movie. It's based on this actual mathematical formula. We're kind of, well not we're kind of, but the, the producers are kind of trying to pitch it as like a teaching tool for um, for like econ or accounting, whatever, the econ I guess. Econ classes at, at different universities. But anyhow, the girl that was the um, I mean main girl pretty much in the movie, uh, uh Brina, 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 Palencia was, um, I never, I knew she was a big, like, anime voice, um, and had done, she was a very accomplished actress, I felt really stupid being in a movie with her, because she was good and all that stuff, um, found out that she is the voice of Mad Moxie in the Borderlands series, which is one of my favorite series of video games, I did not know when I was shooting this movie with her that she was Mad Moxie's voice, because I would have hit on her way more than I already was. 
Um, <laughs> and she, I mean, she's ter- it's a great character. She's ter- she was terrific in it. Um, and I just randomly found that out this past week that I was brushed with greatness. <laughs> uh, literally brushed with. Uh, I no, I believe she's married. But um, uh, oh well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, anyway, you were you, you were saying before I so rudely interrupted and wanted the back backstory. That that was the whole story. Oh, okay. Well, that okay. was in, that was my connection, the movie and a video game, right, all in one. Oh, oh, Good segue, right. So that's Mike. the segue way to go, Mike. Thank you. Great. Excellent. Um, and then I'll just go. What I've been playing. Uh, I don't remember. Dylan and I we couldn't figure out before we started if I had mentioned Tomb Raider, but I. Thought I did last you week had not. or two weeks ago. Nope. Okay, well, well I, got... I no, actually, I think you you said you were playing it. I don't think you gave any kind of a review though. Okay, I ju- I finished it last week. I want to say it's freaking terrific. Um, play it before the new X Bone comes out. Oh, we didn't even talk any about that because E3 happened this past week. Um, before the X Bone comes out, play it because it's five hundred dollars. It's terrific. Um, Camilla Luddington is her voice work is terrific. Everyone that was bitching about like, oh, she goes from like being sad about killing a deer to being like a killing machine is an idiot because it's a video game and you, you would be <laughs> really bored. Yeah. yeah, if you cried, no one worries about Nathan Drake like murdering dudes, like thousands of dudes with no. I worry more. about it. <laughs> so um, it's uh. It, sh- it you should have already played it by now, but if you haven't, play it before you have to burn your Xbox 360 to buy an X-Bone. Yeah, um, I already pre-ordered both of them. I was going to pre-order both. I pre-ordered the Xbox, and I'm not looking back. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually pre-ordering both with the intention of putting them on eBay right before Christmas Eve. You are such a fucking dick. I hate to hear that. Because then I want to turn it into enough money to buy an Xbox. Yes, that is my that is my goal. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just keep the Xbox? Uh, because uh, my, my, my guess is that it's going to go for more than $500 uh, with guaranteed shipping by, uh, by Christmas Eve. Um, I'll probably wind up keeping it. No, I, I probably will, to be honest with you. But uh, I have no interest in owning a play t- PlayStation, so... <laughs> they fixed the one... Uh, I guess we can go right into some E3 shit. They fixed my biggest complaint about the PlayStation for all these years is the controller is a crazy yes. piece of shit. Yes. And they, if you see... they, Someone did a really cool GIF showing... Or GIF showing the um, PS3 controller morphing into the PS4 controller... It is. It looks way better. I heard it's way oh, better, okay. um, but I, I just, I just still don't have any interest in. Like, <laughs> people are forgetting the like people that are bitching about like the Kinect being an invasion of privacy. Forget that for two months last summer, the <laughs> PlayStation Network was shut down because the P, P, what they lose seven million customers. Yeah, ca- no, like private information. Yeah. Like, if anyone, if if Microsoft, you can say what you will about Microsoft. I think a lot of the criticism of Microsoft is horribly unwarranted. Um, I mean, look at like look at all the misses that Google has had, and everyone Google's for, beloved basically. Microsoft misses, you know, I think percentage wise a lot less than them, and people just crush them for it. But 
if there's one thing that Microsoft's been consistently good at, it's privacy protection. And like, I don't think that that camera and microphone in your house. I don't think. First of all, all everyone that thinks that the government gives a shit what they're masturbating to is <laughs> delusional. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, they give a shit up until a certain age limit, and then after yeah. that, like whatever, go crazy. <laughs> then it gets really weird. Um, yeah. But I, I, and I also think it's very all this stuff that came out of E three and Sony with their sort of smug. Oh, we're not gonna, do, we're just gonna stand pat and not do all the yeah, things. Yeah, and then the next Microsoft day they did. announced, well, yeah. third parties can do whatever they want. Right, and the thing is, like, I think that people that are crushing Microsoft on their decisions, yes, of course, Microsoft wants to make money, and anyone that thinks that Sony doesn't want to make as much money as possible is being an idiot. But like, Microsoft is because they saw with the Xbox three sixty how not future-proof that box was. So, like, my dashboard, it's I, it's still a much better, and it, that's another reason I still want to stick with Microsoft over Sony. I think they're, the UI and, like, the Xbox Live, I'm happy to pay for it because it's way better than the PlayStation Network. Well, that's um, the other thing that was kind of people glossed over is the fact yeah, that, that the PlayStation they're Network is now pay only. Right, well, to, for multiplayer. Um, but and there is more value. Like they give you a bunch of free games a month and all that stuff. And Xbox is starting to give you a couple free games a month. But yeah, um, the uh, uh, but but you're if you download a bunch of apps to the 360 operating system, it gets pretty laggy now. And like it, they that box just wasn't as future proof. And I think Microsoft yet maybe they're gambling a little bit too early that this is going to be an all digital media at some point. But like. Do you really think the PlayStation 4's policies for digital media aren't going to be the exact same as as Microsoft's? And I don't know if you read Microsoft. Everyone's bitching about like the game sharing and all this stuff. Microsoft has the coolest game sharing system I've ever. I just got into into a, a a group of buddies that are kind of resolved to take turns buying like the big releases and then just play. That's how I got Tomb Raider. A buddy sent it to me, and I just shipped it off to someone else today. With the new system, I can if I buy a disc, I install it onto my Xbox. I, I can have a quote unquote family of ten friends. I don't. I really don't. I only know ten people that are on my like personally knowing <laughs> ten people that are on my Xbox friend list. Anyhow, it's like five more than I know. Yeah, and like I can lend it to them, and if let's say I lend it to my buddy Pre, I if I lend it to him, even if it, I can still play like, and he can play. At the same time, so if it's a multiplayer game, only one of us has to buy it. We can play it together. A third, like I couldn't lend it to him and lend it to another buddy, and the two of them could play it together. But I, as the original owner, can play it with him. Um, and then basically, so for me, well, my one buddy lives downtown, so I'm not. I'm never down there, so I'm not going to ship games. I, I have to ship games to him. The other buddy lives in Iowa. That we're trading these games around. It's going to be a thousand times easier for us to share games. With this new system, and like, and so what happens is if I give like a share permission to share with a buddy, I guess he downloads the digital version onto his machine, and um, I think it's great. I I think there I think when PlayStation, if this if during this generation, and if this generation lasts seven or eight years like the last one did, if it I don't goes, think it will. I honestly don't think it will. Maybe not, but if it does, and if it does go all media during this generation. Microsoft is already going to have thought of all these things in advance, and they're not going to be caught with their pants down. And yeah. Sony is going to have to backtrack on all these prom. Basically, these are election promises that are being made right now. <laughs> and once people buy the PS4, they can they're going to 
do you really think Sony's not going to change their tune on some of this stuff? So yeah. I, no. and, and I am a huge Xbox fanboy too. Like I yeah. love the 360. I love the original Xbox. And yes. like I really wanted. Oh to man, go I had with... so much fun playing Halo Two on the original Xbox in yeah. in person to person LAN parties or whatever, or uh, in person LAN parties. Oh man, those were I, great. I remember playing college for, days, man. For some reason, Return to Castle Wolfenstein was like my <laughs> constant. Like that was kind of my first like multiplayer one, and I was blown away that Xbox Live was a thing, and yeah. and this was so easy because I was never really that much of a computer gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that was around the time that it wasn't multiplayer, like other than like land parties and stuff like that, um, or like Ethernet just in your dorm, it wasn't as big a thing that you could connect to somebody in Australia and and be playing the playing a game with them with no lag. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out one thing. I, I like your uh, your bottom third there, uh, Andy, about the Saturn. Saturn was amazing. Yep, <laughs> I loved the Sega Saturn. <laughs> All the time to bring it back. All the first party stuff was spectacular on that to think. I played so many hours of Virtual Fighter too. <laughs> oh god, Virtual Fighter. Jeez, I haven't I I don't even I always played with Jeffrey, who was the big Samoan dude. And like my uh, brother always played with uh the Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. Who was the wrestler. And like we would play only throws, so we weren't allowed to like punch each other. We'd all sit there and we'd be trying to get off these like 40 move throws. It was, I don't know. Yeah, it was great. So, anyway. Memory. Yeah, so uh, Xbox, uh, I think. Uh, and actually, you know what? I think all the, the TV stuff kind of looks kind of cool. I oh, I was ju- and I was just thinking about that the other, the other night, too, because, like, I was sort of half paying attention to the Hawks game. And then when my internet kept, or when it was the three, the game one, with three, three overtime game, I, for the 20 minutes intermissions, I'm like, you know what, if it wasn't like powering down this and powering up the Xbox, I'd throw in Tomb Raider for that 20 minutes. If I could just say one thing and switch right over to Tomb Raider, say one thing, switch right back, and be able to just, the game would just automatically, I, I would use the shit out of that. And also, it's so disingenuous to me that, that everyone was bitching about Microsoft saying, oh, why are they focusing so heavily on TV? When I go on my friends list, and if there's seven people online, six of them are on Netflix or yeah, Hulu. Right. Or or MLB.com, like they made a brilliant move. They made a brilliant, brilliant move, and I think honestly, yeah, the biggest thing that I worry about is the price point that they that they won't wind up with enough of an installed base to uh, you know to to get to to, to kind of drive the game market. Because like right now, I mean, any like like a good example would be Tomb Raider. If you play a Tomb Tomb Raider on 360 and Tomb Raider on PlayStation 3. You don't really see a whole lot of difference, you know. No. I mean, I, I almost none because guess what? They're they're writing that for the play for the Xbox, and then they're porting it to the PlayStation. Exactly, and exactly, and and I. It, go yeah. ahead. No, go I was ahead. just gonna say if if in this generation they wind up um, the that uh, PlayStation winds up with a bigger installed base, they're gonna write it for the PlayStation and then port it to the Xbox. And I worry that it, it'll it won't have that. You know, it won't won't look as good, or won't uh, you know won't get all of the games. It'll you be- can you can speak to this way better than I can because I don't know anything about coding and stuff. But like sure. from what I've I've talked to to you know friends that know way more about this than I do. I and and one guy that I, that I trust pretty in, in, inherently not only on video games but about coding stuff too because he's an he's an engineer. Sure. Um, 
is he said that it's it's stupid at this point to say which one's going to be more power. Like, not that that's what you're saying, but like, right. th- because not only is no, uh, it's, it's more so, so similar. yeah, yeah, yeah. The specs are real similar. It's more so that guys that actually know what the hell they're doing, which isn't me. Um, right. or me. I'm I am literally a web coder. I, I'm like you know, right. I'm not even a particularly good one, but I know I know. I've, I've I've been in classes where they told me how this shit works, um, but yeah, when you can actually like program down to the metal where you're figuring out you know, you know um, where where your uh, memory clears go and stuff like that, then you can you can get so much more out of you know out of the hardware. And yes, they are the exact same. They're both AMD. They're both um, I can't remember the name of the core or whatever. Same core and everything. The the two main differences are that one that the the PlayStation Four has it's PlayStation Four, right? Yeah, PlayStation Four has GDDR3 RAM, which is like ten times faster than DDR RAM, which is what the Xbox has. And they're using it as system memory, so they have like a Eight or sixteen—I can't remember. Eight, eight or sixteen gigs of memory. I think it's eight gigs of memory. Um, and they're essentially using for system memory. They're using the fast RAM that's usually just on video cards, and so that'll be just a beast of a system from that perspective. Whereas the Xbox will be just regular. Where the Xbox can make up extra ground, though, it has a uh, two meg cache that's on die, so that's like having RAM sitting there next to the processor that the PlayStation doesn't have. And that is insanely fast. That's the same clock speed as, as the main processor. So basically they could, like, uh, all the um, uh, most used uh, models or the most used uh, textures and stuff, they can just stash it there, and then the load will be instant. So well, and the other thing that... The other thing that no one really knows what they what developers can do with it is the is the the cloud like the Microsoft right. and that online that connection like that Microsoft apparently they can do a bunch of calculations they showed some yeah. demo at E3 that they yeah. had all these like asteroids I think and they showed like what just the machine itself could do and then they showed like uh, all these asteroids that that right. could be processed you know uh, it, not on your machine so. Right. Now um, that that'll be huge because um, they'll be able to offload. Now they can't offload graphics, but they can offload AI. They can offload position data. They can offload physics. Right. So they there's a they like you say an asteroid field would be a good example if there was like a Star Wars game or something yeah. and they tied it in. I mean the the Xbox version would probably have like ten times or a hundred times the number of moving bodies in on the screen at once than the PlayStation yeah. would. So um, cool. And I and what gets has gotten lost in the E3 shuffle is that both systems had have really cool lineups. Like I mean, like the games look really great, and like I cannot wait. For, I think my two launch games that I'm going to want to get and play the hell out of are Dead Rising Three mm-hmm. and the, the oh, if the that Mac game, what's the name of it? Uh, Titanfall. Titanfall. I thought it looked cool, though. <laughs> it, it, I think it will be very cool, and it's the guys that did Call of Duty. Um, yeah. if they branch off from there. Um, no. Uh, uh, Rise. Um, no, that that looked like too many quick time events. Actually, well, actually, uh, it looked bad, and then I thought it looked bad, but then I was listening to uh, another podcast I like called Weekend Confirmed. It's just a video game. Oh, I, I've watched. I listened to that one. Yeah, they the they were talking about it and they said behind closed doors it, they they weren't sure why they showed the video they did because it's actually more like um 
uh, Arkham City's fight scenes. So it'd be like it's more of the Batman style fight yeah. uh, fight system. So I don't know. That sounds better than quick time events. Yeah, yeah, and I, that was and it, 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 that it looked like um, the opening twenty minutes of Saving Private Ryan, but in a, a Roman. Yeah, so kind of gladiator esque, which I'm I'm not. I don't have any reason to be. I don't know why I'm defending it. I'm not super excited. Oh no, no, it, it, game, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> um, the other one, actually, I guess this isn't going to be a launch game, but um, I that that new Tom Clancy one, the D- division is that what it's called? Oh right, I heard about that. I never looks, saw the video for that though, but oh, that sounds good amazing. Lord. That sounds great. It looks just incredible. It looks incredible. Um, I was a little bit disappointed because I did think actually um, one, it, one I, I felt like Microsoft could have dropped the bombshell by. Um, having their games come out at lower than a sixty dollar price point, right. they did confirm that they're going to be sixty. You know, for the most part, sixty. Which um, is, yeah. That was a little disappointing, but n- not unexpected. I'm glad Which they didn't go weird, up at all. Which is weird, though, because how long? Was, I've I've heard people uh, break down the the economics on this. Well, because if you remember, um, uh, Super Nintendo, not Super Nintendo. Uh, what the hell was the Nintendo 64? Nintendo 64, because it was Ultra 64. And those, those games were like those. 70, 75 yes, bucks. Yeah. Right. And the, and, the, and in like 1990 dollars, so that's like a hundred dollars yeah. a game for. Uh, <laughs> they were also cartridges, and but yeah, no, no, no. I mean, people like people flipped out when they went from 50 for the most part to 60 for the most part. But I I, I agree with you, Warren. Like they, you know, I, I do think if they. If Microsoft in this or Sony in this generation expects us to go all digital and they don't drop the prices, because for the most part, computer games are yeah. fifty bucks at this point. Yep. So PC it, games haven't changed. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's no reason if you're not providing me with physical media to not have a price drop on it. So, yeah. and I think, but I think Xbox. One of the things that made me hopeful when one of the execs said, or I hope, it, I don't think it was Don Matrick because he's been putting his foot in his mouth, foot in his yeah. mouth every time he's opened it, but. Um, they did say that they are really trying to kind of follow the Steam model. My hope is that there's going to be Steam-like sales on the 360. And there's uh, and the one. There's been actually some good ones lately for Xbox 360 where they've just halved or cut prices in a third on their digital store. And like that's, I hope that that happens in this next generation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think it has to, um, just because of. I, I, if they're going to go digital, I mean that has to happen. I, I think the first run's still going to be sixty bucks because that's the yeah. established price the point. People now, will pay for it, and so why not yeah. charge it? Yeah. But I think all the second run stuff, it's going to be fifteen to thirty somewhere around there. You know. Dolan, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> I'm just soaking up all the knowledge. <laughs> okay. Nerds. Um, I but I'm super pumped. I mean, if you were what five months away from not even five months away. Not from even. Well, there's no there's no hard release dates yet, but it's like holiday season. So I but I think if my if I have a guess, it's either I think um, Battlefield comes out the last Tuesday of October, which is when I think Sony will the PS4 will drop, mm. and then Call of Duty Ghosts comes out the first week of November, and I think that's when the 360 is going to drop. Mm. Or the 1 is going to drop. Sounds, that sounds reasonable, yeah. Um, because I feel like that would be a huge... They can't... Well, I mean, I guess they can. That would be chaos if they dropped on the same day. Um, yeah. 
And this is it's going to be interesting because the Xbox had a 360 had a year basically head start on the on the PS4. Right. Also, by the way, I the, the not that it matters the aesthetic of it, but I do not like the look of the PS4, like that stupid angled front to it. I couldn't. Yeah. It took me forever to figure out what the why where that angle was coming from because every time they stood it up, I'm like, where'd the angle go? So, <laughs> right, yeah. uh, I really don't like the look of it at all. But not that that matters. Um, yeah, it's, you're gonna put it in the cabinet and never see it right. again anyway, right? But um, it looks like it looks like this is gonna be one of the closest launches to each other, and Nintendo is basically just out of the game. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, it. they're like two or three years away from making third-party games. Is yeah, that's I mean, we're gonna start playing Super Mario World on the Xbox. You know, yeah. it's they're yeah. So making they, a Mad Max yeah. game. Yeah. Apparently. They're making Fez 2. They're making some, oh Killer Instinct. That was the big get for for the three six. Quantum Break. They brought up Quantum Break. When was the last time a Killer Instinct game was made? It, was like it from like early 1995. 90s. Yeah, like yeah, maybe mid 90s. And I think yeah. like arcade games. Um. Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh oh, that Quantum Break. I'm interested in. Uh, that's Quantum Break was the guys. They're doing it as like a in conjunction with a TV show. Apparently. Yeah, that that was what kind of concerned me a little bit. Yeah, because they tried that with Defiance, which actually I heard has gotten better, but the, the game apparently wasn't that good. But I will say, if you guys have ever played Dolan, did you ever play Alan Wake? Mm. Okay, you, Warren, did you ever play Alan Wake? Uh, no, isn't uh, that only on? That's only on PS3, right? No, I, if anything, it's only on 360 because that's where I played it. Um, um, okay. It, the downloadable, I think, is only... I don't know. There, there was a sequel, like a digital sequel, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. It was written by these guys, Remedy. and I, I yeah, think Rem- was, Well, yeah. Remedy was an old uh, Nintendo uh, Are they? exclusive. I mean, they used to be. They're not a, they, they made um, Conker's Quest and stuff like that. No, that's rare. Oh, right. Conker's Bad Fur Day. No, Remedy is like... Yeah, a, yeah, I think yeah. they're from the Netherlands. Um, and they... The, Alan Wake was... Terrific, like story-wise, atmosphere-wise, it was basically almost like a Stephen King story. Yeah, finish. They're finished. Finish. Um, well, I hope they're not finished because hey, they have got some good. They made gameplay. Max Payne. That's what they made. Oh yeah, yeah, the Max. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they did a really great job with Alan Wake, and it was very. There was a lot I, of that, like that was a that was a 360 exclusive. Yeah. It it bled a lot of like the fact that they it was Finnish people writing American dialogue kind of bled through a little bit, but. It looked great. It was a great. It played well. Um, it was a cool game and had a great story. And there was this TV show inside Alan Wake called Night Springs, and it was basically a Twilight Zone. <laughs> I've had that before. <laughs> it was basically a Twilight Zone um, TV show within the game. And if you sat and just hung out by the TV, you could watch a full episode of this Night Springs show, and it was fucking brilliant. And I honestly feel like Remedy, if they, if let's say Quantum Break, the game doesn't work out that well. They should just seriously start doing um, TV or movies. Like they, they're great story writers, and like the best part of Alan Wake was definitely the story, uh, and it was it was great. It was it was very fun to play. A very underrated game, um, and and I'm so I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that Quantum Break will be something pretty cool. Cool. So yeah, if you guys so like, are getting an Xbox One, add me. Bad tournament, <laughs> capital B, capital K, with a space in between. We'll be Xbox best friends. Woo! Yeah. And then you can, I can add you to my family, and we can trade games with each other. Uh, oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. 
<laughs> I'm also not trading. Wait, what? Um, and then what else did I play? Oh, I, I, I freaking start. And thank you all for the Twitter help. Uh, I started. I had put down Dark Souls after about. 20 minutes. Oh, I've heard that's I, a real ball buster. Oh, dear God. It is fucking brutal. It's, I feel like it's super good, and there is absolutely zero learning curve. Like, they just throw you, like, and, like, <laughs> the learning curve is a wall. Yeah, like, and forget, like, teaching me how to fight well, or fight better, or whatever. They don't tell you anything, really, about the plot. They don't tell you, and I'm like, I'm, I look like, uh, my face is like red, and it looks like. Remember the movie The Last Starfighter? <laughs> remember the guy that goes, the the main villain when he's like, "What do we do now?" And he's like, "We die." The, the, my guy's face looks like that because apparently <laughs> I'm undead. I have no idea how to un undead myself and make myself living. But apparently, if you make yourself living, or like you kindle at these bonfire, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But apparently, <laughs> if you make yourself living, people can just. Like, online players could just bust in your game and kill you and steal your shit. So I'm like, maybe I should just stay, maybe I should just stay undead because I feel like I would be easy pickings right now. So I think I'm actually going to try this. This is the coward's way out, but I'm literally just trying to blow through some games now before the 1 comes out because I know I'll never go back to the 360. Right. Um, and, but I, I, I might just use a fac and just, just run through it and just try and, like, Find all the power weapons and and make it easier on myself. But the but it is super difficult so far. You do die a lot. I don't know what exactly is happening. My guy is red faced and withered, or whiz wizened or whatever Dolan said. Wizen wizening. 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 He's wizening up. He's getting smarter. His face is wizened. 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 Um. So Wizzy. I played that, and I did play the um State of Decay demo. Which I'm thinking about buying. It's a $20 downloadable game. Uh, it's by Undead Labs. I want to say is the developer. It's a. It's on the Xbox Live Arcade, or Xbox Live. Well, Xbox Live Arcade, I think. Uh, 20 bucks, and this is a dense game for 20 bucks. It's super janky. It's super glitchy, because I think the scope of it is huge. But it's Warren. You probably won't like it. It's a zombie survival game, but it's very. What's the name of it again? I didn't care. Uh, uh, State of Decay. State of Decay, okay. I haven't heard it's, of that one yet. Uh, it's really, it, it was the second fastest um, second fastest Xbox Live Arcade title to 500,000 downloads, but only behind Minecraft. So first fastest exclusive, I mean like new release basically on the Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, it's great. It's really, really great. Um, you There's permadeath in it, so like you can, you can... You start with a survivor, and it literally just drops you right into the game, but not in a bad way like Dark Souls did. It, it drops you right into the, in the middle of this apocalypse, and has you start wailing on zombies right off the bat. Um, you can you can recruit survivors. You can build up like your fortress, like add like a medical wing and do all this stuff. Uh, you, your character levels up just kind of based on what you do. Um, there's there's like even like a little like almost Assassin's Creed getting to the tops of towers and looking around kind of mechanic. There's driving in it. There's a great. I don't know why Grand Theft Auto never added this to their game and all the games that they've done. There's you can if you're driving around in a car, you can hit the X button, uh, and you just open your driver's side door and just wail, just like knock guys. It's great. It's great. It's very fun. Um, you have to like go scavenging for gas and stuff. And I heard, I read, and I didn't get deep enough into it. They give you like a half hour 
of gameplay in the demo in, or an hour, and I think they just let you have the whole game and like just see as far as you can get. Um, someone said that you, apparently you can go into any building in the entire game and just say, okay, this is my base now. I'm going to move in survivors here and build it up. And, like, of course, you're better off picking a more strategic place and all this stuff. It is a super, super deep game for 20 bucks, And it's it seems very cool so far. I'm probably going to end up getting the... I've got so much to play through but before the one, but I'm probably going to end up getting it because uh, I have poor impulse control. Poor <laughs> impulse control tattooed across your forehead. Mm-hmm. That was a bad decision. Cool. Well, is that the? Uh, is, is that it? You got it. That's any, what I got. That's it. Dolan, you've been playing any games? I'm still playing the show. I'm How far? Season, are you? I mean, well, I started a Cub Dynasty, and we're in season two now, and um, I got all the stars playing for me. Solaire is in left, and Elmora is in center, and uh, Chris Bryant's playing third. And, we're not bringing it. Shattered, shattered, uh, shattered shin or whatever it is. How I many? I, I didn't call these guys up. They, um, you know, when it, we went to the next season, and then you go through spring training, and then all of a sudden it tells you who ought to be on your roster, and you have to go adjust it. Mm-hmm. And they, these guys are all in the 80s now, and they're they're better yeah. than the other guys. But we're not very good. Dolan, how uh, how many games? How do you work your franchise? How many games? Like, do you play like one out of every series, or what do you do? Um, I'll play four or five games a month, probably. Okay. Work my way through. I try to pick like an interesting matchup. Matchup, or yeah, enough. I, really I don't want to. I don't want to sim them all, but I want. I don't. I don't have time to play right you know, ten a month or whatever. I really hope they get a halfway decent baseball game on the Xbox One because the 360 never. I mean. MLB, 2K, whatever was okay. No, it was awful. You don't it have to was, defend it. No, it was awful. Yeah, it, the, it was. The only, mean, it was, you know, it was it was as good as I had access to, but yeah. it was still really disappointing. So. You should have. The reason the, I own a PS3 is because of the show. Me yeah. too. Blu-ray and the show. Um, Warren, you should have played the Bigs. That was actually a better, a significantly better game than. I mean, it's total arcade. Yeah. Dolan, do you remember when we played 2K, the 2K game yes. against each other? You were the was I the Indians or you were the Indians? I don't know. This is a lot of home runs. I yeah, mean. we had like seven home runs in the first like two innings between the two of us. I think I had five of them if I recall correctly. Just <laughs> a shit game. Yeah, it was bad. No, it was yeah, it was not my favorite. So, but I bought two of them because. Oh, I was tricked way more than you were. I bought. Well, I, six, I, seven, I, I, eight, didn't, nine. I didn't get a 360 until 2007 okay. or eight, something like that, because I was poor and my wife was still going to college. So I got a, I got a, uh, or I should say nursing school. She already had a college degree. She went, she, she liked it so much back and she went back for more. Um, I think, I think eight and 10 were the two, at least in my opinion, 2K8 and 2K10 were the two best. If Those you can... actually might be the ones I have. Yeah, that's. They... Oh, I'd have to go look. I have. I, I spaced them out a couple of years in between. I think it was Lincecum on the cover of eight, and and uh, McCutcheon on the cover of ten. Or no, maybe I'm thinking of the show this year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Whatever ones I had, I, I liked them well enough, but I, I still pined for the days of, of uh, ML, MLB 1998 on the Sega Saturn. Yeah, I, I, st- I, I and honestly, even with having having played the show for a fair amount, 
Um, I still say MVP is the best baseball game of all time. Well, High Heat is probably the best baseball game of all time. MVP is a close second, in my opinion. Um, You mean uh, the EA MVP, was that? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. I played that on uh, on PC actually. Do you do you still have your copy? Because you know how rare that is on PC right now. No, I've got a I got a hacked copy actually. Like I have a because I had a yeah I was a terrible person in college. Like I did I never paid for a single game. <laughs> I just <laughs> got a bunch of hacked ones. So I don't even have that copy anymore. It was just a yeah. You could uh, I'm, I'm trying to look up prices now, but it's my understanding that you could probably fetch a King's Ransom for a PC version of that because people. The PC community will update that game right. with, with new rosters. So roster. yeah. That was a great game. I played yeah, that, that for amazing. Yeah. No. I don't know. I kind of feel like I might be done with sports games for this generation because, like Dolan, like you said, I, I just don't have the time for right. like going through a season. Like the, I, the only season I ever made it through, all the way through, was MVP, and I literally played every single game. And I think I played probably half the. Triple A and Double A or whatever levels they had. I probably played half the minor league games, yeah. um, and stupidly, but um, I mean I wasted hundreds of hours on that game. And like I just, I feel like I I can't get into sports games anymore because they're so time consuming. Yeah, and, you're and, just in, so invested in it. Yeah. It's it's stupid, but I still play them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean after after watching the. Uh, Hawks game, game seven against the Red Wings. I I was like looking on on Amazon. I was like, how much is NHL uh, two thirteen anyway or twenty thirteen anyway? So. Well, NHL is a great series. I, I the last one I got, I think, was nine, yeah. um, maybe ten. But uh, it's a great series. It was great back then, and they've only made improvements from what I understand. So if you are a hockey fan at all, get that. Yeah, the thing is with hockey games and basketball games and even football games, like if I don't have somebody sitting next to me to play it with, it's less fun. Like baseball, it's still, for whatever reason, fun. I think it's because it's more, and and I essentially sim the batting and then just do the pitching usually. But, really? Uh, Most people do it the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, like, I like pitching, so. You know, my problem in playing NBA and NHL and even NFL in college is like I never Played. I mean, I played basketball when I was in grade school, and it was awful. But I never really played those sports and understand those sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to like calling defenses and and like, you know, yeah. what, it blows my mind that it, that announcers can watch twenty two people doing their thing and like know what's happening. I don't know how to call plays in basketball. Like, I didn't even realize. I thought like I, I, when Phil I Jackson know so co- little about basketball. Yeah. Like, so like I, I, I look I, at it, they just looks like a bunch of tall guys running around to me. Yeah. Like I don't have any appreciation for the defense or the yeah. offense. Right so, so those are like less, and I appreciate like the density of like NBA 2K series and like NHL and all that stuff and like line changes. I, for me, like hockey, I don't want to have to think about line change, changes. Yeah, no, I mean, when, when we used to play any of those games, it was like, I mean, especially like NFL 95 on the Sega Saturn, I probably played about a million games, but it was always just, you know, me versus my brothers or whatever, you right. know, and, and, and later on on the Xbox One playing Madden and stuff like that, uh, it was just, I'd just go over to my brother's house and we'd play on the same team and I'd be like, you know, hey, I'm going to run a post route, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm, I'm like the center or something, you know, yeah. it was just doing stupid shit, but. 
I was not. I was not striving for a better understanding, better fundamental understanding of, of NFL defenses. Yeah, and whereas, like, the show, like, I can appreciate the nuance of, like, having a Rule 5 draft and having, like, having your rosters expand in, in September and, like, stuff like that is, like, is not lost on me. Like, I'm sure all the improvements to the NHL and the, and the NBA 2K series. Because, Dolan, you play the 2K series. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best sports games made the 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 two K yeah. the NBA two K games, and I play the shit out of them. And I I don't know I don't call plays. I don't do it. I just I run around and shoot. And yeah, I know I'm only getting like a tenth out of what the game can do. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, this is still fun. I'm just gonna do this. Well, and it also looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, they got the guy's tattoos exactly right. It's yeah. just it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I would like to. I feel like if I was going to get into a series, it's a little easier to, video games to get into college football or or, or pro football because then you can make it through a bunch of seasons reasonably and do a franchise. Yeah. But for baseball, it's impossible unless you're going to sim a bunch of games. Um, and you want to because you want to see how the you want to be able to make those decisions. You want to see how like your roster develops and stuff like that. You you know tr- make trades, play an off season, and all that stuff. So. Um, yeah, I might be. I might have to be over a sports game because there won't be a good baseball game. I don't think for the three six through for the Xbox One. Yeah. And but they not, and unless, they, e, not unless EA gets uh, gets the uh, no e, back. EA is too busy bringing back their version of NBA oh, basketball, which, yeah. as you recall, there there was a huge. They released a they canceled a game that was far enough into production to release a demo. Because there was a glitch where one of the players, I guess their center for whatever team you were playing, would run to the middle of the court and just stand there like Jesus. <laughs> There's nothing you could do. There are some hilarious YouTube videos if you ever Google EA, probably EA NBA live demo, and there is some funny. Uh, yeah, we're all googling it right now. But but um, there are some really funny reaction videos to what. That game was. So that game is that. Is, so look out, 2K. You've got some competition. <laughs> well, what blows my mind is that the two. I know they're different studios that develop the baseball and the and develop the basketball. But what blows my mind is that one umbrella studio can get basketball so right and fuck baseball so bad. Like it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Frustrating. Well, I mean, they've just been putting this. They've just re- been redoing the same game over and over again for about ten years. I mean, they just need to go ground up on it and get some yeah. people who actually yeah. know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I, I I bet you any money there's code in that in that two that MLB two K or whatever series from two thousand five two thousand six. I mean, it, it might even go all the way back to nineteen ninety eight. I don't know. World, it's, like it's World Series you, Yeah, it's amazing um, reading about some uh, long-lived programs and, and how there is actual code in there from, like, generations ago. I was reading what? about uh, 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 Photoshop. There is actual code in Photoshop in a currently released Photoshop CS, whatever, that dates all the way back to the 80s. I believe it. Yeah. I, but if there was actually code from the World Series baseball series, that game might be good because <laughs> yeah. World Series baseball was awesome. World Series Xbox. 98 was... Probably the best game ever made. <laughs> I played the shit out of the 2003 version. That was before. Yeah, yeah. Before that was the first year that MVP came out, but it wasn't good yet. 
it's 2004 was when MVP got good, and then 2005 was when it got kind of perfected. Right. In 2006, they did a college game because they had lost the MLB license. Mm -hmm. 2006 was actually significantly better than 2005. Um, they added like the swing stick, like where you could, where you could. Uh, it was it was great, and uh, um, but it was college, and yeah. I probably played through five or six seasons. Of that Samarja was on my team. Oh, um, it was good. Nice. Anyhow. We're like six hours into this. Podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say we're doing another another marathon. So uh, let's let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, on anything? I don't know. Is there any, uh, Andy, uh, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. <laughs> We've already scraped the bottom of the barrel. X boom. Yeah, the barrel beneath that. So. Oh, at least, that, go at least give out your Twitter handle, Dolan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's back to atdiscipio.com, all spelled out again. The old one's back. Right. We should do this at the top of the show because nobody's actually listening at this. All point. the video game nerds are. Right. Um, so and I, I am at I'm at hiregemessian.com as I, I always am. And I am just war2d2, w-a-r the number two d the number two. And with that, we are going... Wait, wait, wait. I just realized I said I'm at HireJamessian.com. I'm just at HireJamessian. Mm -hmm. right. You might want to get in case, that right. In case you guys were following the wrong HireJamessian. Yeah, his doppelganger account. All right, guys. All right. Well, with that, we are going, going, and we are gone.